I want to have a chance to talk to the American people. I want to say some things I want to get off my chest. There's people, there's people around the world that have been waiting for me to say something, and I want to say something. I want to say it bad, and I want some time. I want a chance to get everything off my chest, and I want you, Vince McMahon, to promise me right here, right now, that I'm going to get all the time I need and every chance that I need to get every single thing off my chest. If you use the abusive language you used last week... I'm not going to use any abusive language. We no profanity. I'm going to come straight from the heart. I'm going to hit everybody with exactly what is exactly on my mind. Do you remember how to do this? <laughs> Carry on my way with son. I've listened to that song endlessly. I mean, I think having your BT episode and going fuck CM Punk and going to the music is really funny. Other people that's, are like, that's really bad form. And I'm yeah. like, that's hilarious. Fuck I like it know. very much. <laughs> it's pure wrestling. It's great. Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Way, we're back after several months out through work, health issues, life issues. But because you know the fans asked for it on my retirement post on Facebook, when are you and Rich going to be doing more podcasts? Hey, we listen to fans. Thank you, Conroy, for asking us to do another podcast. We're here. We're there. We're Kid Rock, bitch. And we are everywhere. <laughs> I didn't expect that reference. Yes, indeed. Yeah, sure. So you're officially tired from wrestling now. You're I'm, yeah, I'm done. Okay. I think, to be honest, and, you know, I came back after the pandemic. I had nice plans with uh, Coach Wicked for what we wanted to do. They were scuppered by a shady promoter. I mean, wrestling. Wrestling. Great, isn't it? Yeah, sure. And I think like, I, I looked at it and I was saying to you before we started recording, I went to Bromley. It's a three hour round trip. I'm there for the whole day. So it's a big commitment to go and play Blood Bowl for a day. And I had a lovely time. I didn't even mind staying late at the end to help pack down. Wrestling, I was getting to the point, I was like... Oh. It took us, what, two minutes to get onto Warhammer? <laughs> <Our wrestling podcast? laughs> Go on, sorry. But I was just like, it, it just isn't fun anymore. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, you know, Matt retired, and I like working with Matt. That's the most fun I have in wrestling. Yeah. If Matt ever came back, maybe I'd consider it, but I don't think Matt would consider coming back, and I certainly won't at this stage. The young man's game now. I had my um, 39th birthday while we were uh, on our hiatus, and it's just like... What else is Did I there? remember your birthday? You remembered it after the event, yeah, but it's fine. I, I sent you cheese. You sent me cheese. That it was, was lovely. Present. Yeah, it was delicious. I had that moment of, did I completely <laughs> go, oh, fuck, I'm awful. Well, no, the cheese was genuinely, like cool. the, the cheese in that was fucking incredible. Good, good birthday. Really, really say. good. But I, I was just getting to the point where I, I don't enjoy wrestling. Yeah. I tried to record commentary for Pro Wrestling All-Stars for their first show back, and I just couldn't get into it. I listened back to some of the, the matches I caught, and I was like, it just sounds like I'm doing like wrestling by numbers. Arm drag, headlock, takedown. Oh, look, you know, it's a lot of effort to kick out from underneath, wearing him down. It's like, oh, I just sound, I sound disinterested because I am. Yeah, sure. And I don't want to discredit the wrestling in pro wrestling all sides. a huge top level. And I don't want to make it sound like their wrestling is shit by yeah. doing bad commentary. And, you know, speaking out sort of hindered a lot of things during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I just don't care anymore. I like doing the podcast. I like wrestling. I like watching wrestling a bit more now that I'm not doing it. And I think in all honesty, I, like I said before, I was spoiled with being to, able to be an SCPW and have as much creative freedom as I did. I was spoiled in wrestling for, for having all the creative freedom I did. 
OWE also happened. <laughs> it did, yes. And I and I know back to be fair, that was such a story, just to know the insider information oh, around mate. like AEW booking them and everything else. Like that was crazy. It was incredible. And I think yeah. for someone who and, and I think this is the thing that entertained me the most. People have made making some lovely posts saying, Oh, well done, tax, great. Yeah, I really did this and this and this. I looked back and I started working for Matt and SEPW. Um, at the tail end of 2016, I worked from 2016 to 2020 before the pandemic hit, at, excluding Battle Royals, because I was a Battle Royal specialist. Yeah. I worked four matches. Sure. In four years. Well, you say that, you physically worked four matches. I physically worked four matches. I was involved in sort of, Matt was kind enough to let me be his manager, and I think yeah. that worked quite and well as a commentary package. for hundreds of matches. Yeah, but the actual in ring stuff, the Tax Williams character that people see in the videos they see, sure. four matches. Yeah. It's weird how I remember most of them. <laughs> yeah. I think all, all four? Yeah. I can think of the two. Are we not including Battle Royals? We're not including Battle Royals, okay, no. Maybe I can't then. <laughs> My memory's <laughs> but, not very good. But this is the thing, though. But this is the real thing that I think is most important in wrestling. And I remember my friend Mike at the time had said something to me when the Tax Williams character came out, not some Kenny Rock bullshit. And I was like... I've got a story about that in a second. Yes, I look forward to it. But the importance of a character is so much more important than what you can actually do in the ring. Because if you look at everyone that SCPW roster, a majority of them were better athletes and better wrestlers than me. But albeit so arrogant, what I'm going to say now is very few people got a bigger reaction than me. Fucking A, man. The I've reason- always enjoyed your room yeah. work. It's not just be sucking your balls or anything. You're always very, very good wrestling. And the reason why Lockhorn Wrestling went bad was me and Matt were supposed to be heel. And we turned the entire roster heel because you're NWA, we're over. <laughs> you Kevin Nash did. You're meant to come in and be the big heel, but you got baby face pops. Exactly. Even at the end. You're shit arrested. <laughs> Brett would be disgusted. I, the, the amount of times I tore my, I blew my quad out <laughs> in wrestling. And, and even up at Wrestling 4, mm. the reactions Tack Williams got without even being a character who's there, they, sure. they were huge. Yeah, I always enjoyed those bits because I always kind of see them from afar because yeah. like, I'm not there or there's not like, loads of footage of it. But you'd send me little bits of you like swimming in battle royals and then go to commentary <laughs> half naked because you're in your gear still. Yeah. Great shit, man. Dude, that's what we love about wrestling. And like you can have like great Will Ospreay matches up, but really it's the entertaining yeah. bit that's the best bit about wrestling for me. And uh, Wrestling 4 shut their doors today, they announced it. I noticed a while ago on Company's House they'd closed the, the CIC down because... Yeah. They've not got time, and obviously the amount of money you need to run wrestling shows, cost of living, to actually be able to make an impact for the charities they worked for, you know, there's no point in running the shows. But I remember uh, Matt and Steve, so Matt in SEPW, Steve in um, in Pro Wrestling All-Stars, Sean McMahon always gave me stuff to talk about for OWE, which I ignored and did my own thing. <laughs> but Wrestling 4, I always remember Alex Tolbert was like, I don't, just call what you see. I was like, but I don't know any backstories. Like, just You'll be fine. And I remember that he always wanted me for the stuff to commentate on the raffle because that was the thing that they loved doing. And there was a chap, and this is like a live stream of the raffle as well on their Facebook page. And I remember some bloke walked past me on a Hulk Hogan t-shirt and went, oh, Hulk Hogan t-shirt, must be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head's gone light. Fucking hell, okay. And, but, it, but it's stuff like that. I, I said I was... <laughs> I was very much spoiled. Call of guard, yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, but but even things like that on, on yeah. commentary. I remember um, 
Matt's partner Amy was stood next, like behind me on commentary <laughs> once, and Voltage was doing his like a uh, CCC kicks. Yeah. I remember shouting out really loud, going, "Crikey, I didn't know he knew German!" <laughs> and having Amy order me about going. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's just doing stuff like that that I, I really sure. enjoyed. And I said, I like commentary, but I like doing commentary at shows. And I think that's the thing with like Pro Wrestling All-Stars. I can't commit to going to Belgium for a weekend to call a show. As much fun as I'm sure I'd have. And calling wrestling here, y- y- I, I miss the atmosphere. That's one of the things I love most about SCPW shows. And and doing like the snapshot stuff at Matt's unit. That was some really good stuff. To, for, for Matt to be able to produce a YouTube series. Yeah, I love those shows. I felt the fact when you came in. Shut up. I didn't do anything. <laughs> and knocked shit over as you came through the door. Most inconspicuous entrance. Hello, everyone. Clonk. I remember the two or three people I knew in the room both turned to me like, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> like taking the piss. Like proper working me. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad. And then you see Matt looking around me like, who the fuck did that? And saw me. I was like, oh, it's Rich. All right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, hello, Is that you, Matt Terry? Fucking up my phone. Oh, no. It's rich. It's okay. Ah, oh, good times, man. But yeah, so I'm I'm happy. I mean, to be honest, uh, like we'll, we can talk Kenny Rock and saying, but I've wrestled in NWA Hammerlock. Congratulations, Billy Wood, for bringing back NWA. Well done. Very good. Good work. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very evil. Um, I and I. <laughs> okay. But the fact that the friendships I've got with Matt and Amy for SCPW are worth anything. Yeah. And I know me and Matt pre-pandemic we were going to win tag belts, and I think that would have probably been like the icing on the cake of any wrestling career. But, you know, everyone wins a fucking belt now. It's nice to go for an entire thing and not do anything. I W had like 47 belts on one show the other day. Jesus, I remember it. when yeah. you sent me the message for that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so wrestling is done. The commentary is done. I'm going to give one more crack at the Pro Wrestling All-Stars show to try and give it my all and just go out with a bang for them so they've got the content. Yeah, cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm just looking forward to going to Craven Cottage. Watch well, AW. We will see, eh? So, uh, yeah, no, I've always enjoyed your work, sir. Well, thank you very Not much. Very good at this whole personability thing, but being nice about it. But I've always loved your commentary and I've always loved your in ring work. Always had a good laugh and then yeah. statement, you know? No, thank you. So, you had a good good run, man. A really good run. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, I've wrestled in three decades. Yeah, sure. So, I'll take that. That's great. So, my little Kenny Rock thing was uh, it's, it's rather minor compared to this now. There's not much of a story. But I do a show for Cineworld every week with a guy called Dan Layton who's like a youtube sensation whatever lovely man lovely lovely man and um we're just having a chat and he's like oh yeah i'm trained and he goes i go all right yeah you train with thinking like yeah i'm sure you are <laughs> he goes yeah nwa hammerlock and i'm like oh really <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch the bullshit he's like yeah i train with like you know zach and people like that like dropping the nwa hammerlock i'm like all right cool cool yeah just scoping out going i know someone that trained there <laughs> i could get your bullshit and so um he had a funny name. I wish I could remember it. But I got to tell your Kenny Rock story to Dan yeah. Lyon. I think you were there at different times. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. That's good <laughs> stuff, man. So yeah, weird how these things come around, you know. And he's got the Hamlocks back. I like the brand. Is it actually like the back now? Because they've relaunched it pre- like a few years ago with a wrongen and John Ryan in a cage match that I went to in front of like 20 mm. people in sitting born somewhere in a sports hall and it, i had a lovely time but like, i don't think it was very profitable at the time no it's it's back it's run by billy wood off of other wrestling fame i'm oh, trying to think billy wood he bought ipw off the wrong end. oh yes and I then remember. got upset during uh early this year when the wrong and tried to re- reboot ipw yeah. and started using footage of billy wood's matches yeah he put all those matches in canterbury that we went to a few times yes yeah, uh, we were and uh, you know open the dream gate belt yeah we didn't get to see very much of. <laughs> that's because the ring was broken. <laughs> it was broken. Yeah. Kip Sabian, Pack, and someone else. Yeah. In the main, who I can't remember. 
Uh, yeah, Puck was there. So- <laughs> <laughs> don't like him saying we don't get it. Anyway, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, do you want to do the show or do you want to talk about other shit? Because I keep going all night. This is fun. No, this is fun. But yeah, we, we are back. Okay, okay before we do, oh, I, go, go, I'm going to just dangle a little carrot Ooh. and say there might be something that I'm involved with on the horizon. Ooh. Just, just throw it out there. There's lots of conversations going at my lovely place of work. And uh, I don't know how much of it will ever come to fruition. But this just so there's lots of talk and Good. lots of quite large amounts of money potentially behind these talks. So, is it a four billion contribution from the pension fund? <laughs> that's going to make no sense to yeah, anyone. But it's fine for us. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Sheikh Abdul something or other that's going into fix. You know? But before we get started again, okay, I have something for you. You always give me gifts. But I, I obviously I bought this a long time ago because it was when we we're going to record this episode of the pod like two okay, months ago. Sure. So I have you a little gift. Thank you. So am I describing? Uh, so at the moment, uh, Rich has been handed an envelope from the Royal Mail. So what's this called? Uh, like director's commentary where they talk about? Yeah. Like, you know? This is my last <laughs> attempt at play by play. There's there's lots of tape. I'm struggling to open it. I'm not there's a pair of it. scissors near over there if you needed to uh, to cut it open. So again, this is great. This way. <laughs> yeah. But be careful what you cut, because whatever you might cut through might. You don't want to snip through it. Okay, I'll just do one little snip. Okay, because I went on a hunt for something that I thought would be like memorabilia that you might be uh, interested in from mm. a pro wrestling standpoint. Mm. It reflects our love of reflects our love of things. Because generally, when we buy each other stuff, it's either food, Warhammer, or wrestling. Ben, I'll be, and I promise you, it's nothing <laughs> fucking Charbo based. <laughs> I promise you it's not Charbo Guerrero. Oh, I do do that to you occasionally. <laughs> that that toy when you and Nick did it with the, the one of Conan as well. Sure, Those sure. toys are still in Harriet's bedroom. Oh, it's cool. So anyway, I found you I'm these. not to snare this, break this, but I'm assuming you haven't packaged this. because No, no. This was delivered to me from <laughs> the internet and I found you. I promise. I'm trying to get there, but you said not to tear it. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, I, 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 I'd say okay. just be careful because again, this is yeah. fantastic podcast stuff. This is why this is why people are good. Hey guys, when are you going to record your next podcast so we can talk about you opening an envelope? I love my Blood Bowl team. <laughs> I do love my Blood Bowl team. Come on the Rathgate Anvils. It's all about my Norse boys. <laughs> I had a conversation with a girl in the Warhammer shop about like, oh yeah, so what do you what are you Was doing? that Shelley in Warhammer Canterbury? Uh, yeah, big skinhead girl. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. awesome. She's, she's got awesome. dude. Yeah. yeah. And we're just being like, oh yeah, I'm playing, well, I, I, I like dwarves, but Norse boys are just like Norse boys. She's like, don't you be mean to the dwarves. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but the dwarves are slow. That's where you need chaos dwarves. So if you've got hobgoblins and bull centaurs, everyone Absolutely. fucking loves this wrestling podcast. Continue with your commentary. So we're, we've now broken the second layer. <laughs> oh. Oh, we've opened oh, it. Oh my God, Tax. Holy shit. There should be two. There should <laughs> Holy be two. Shit. There are two in there. Where did you get these? the internet <laughs> oh my god genuinely marking out <laughs> holy fuck i like the one with the genius on the most and they've got obviously dude the... how cool are they they're so good <laughs> i've never been happy with a uh, why don't you, you describe what you've been given <laughs> they are beverly brothers like wwf wrestling cards they're so good oh i'm crying a little bit this is like my childhood and, they, and, they've, got, <laughs> and they've got all the details on the back as well bro this is amazing holy shit 
Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much, man. No worries at all. I love doing podcasting with you. And it was, again, you spend so much time putting up with me and my spluttering and my terrible tangents about <laughs> Warhammer and blah, blah. I've got to listen to the back. Okay, go for it. Okay. The genius and Beverly brothers, Blake and Bo, among the leading contenders for the WWF tag team title. Never been champions. <laughs> they may receive a title match if they can overcome the Legion of Doom. That's never going to happen. No one can overcome the Legion of Doom. <laughs> what does the other one say? The geniuses Beverly brothers, Bo and Blake, were born with proverbial silver spoons in their mouths. As youngsters, it's the best fashion gimmick ever. As youngsters, <laughs> they got whatever they wanted. Now the Beverly's want the WWF tag team titles. But they've got to overthrow the Legion of Doom. How are they going to do that? They don't sell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Mate, genuinely incredible. I'm going to frame them. Good. These are going on my wall. They're Merlin jobbies. Oh, nice. You could have got me anything else in the world from like any other wrestler. I would have been like, yes, yeah, all right. But you know, my love for the Beverly Brothers is <laughs> the World of Wagner podcast. <laughs> May, thank you so much. I'm going to pop them nice and safe in there. Oh, I just want to talk about the Beverly Brothers for an hour now. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we didn't get those guys, but you never know. When we look at Nitro, one of them might be on the card. Bro. Yeah, you never know. We'll They're not. They turn up in all sorts of weird places, you know. <laughs> Okay, I've got to catch my composure now. Right, WF Raw, March the 24th, 1997, the night after WrestleMania 13. Oh, that was a shit mania. It was fucking awful, wasn't it? <laughs> but it led to some good stories, because yeah. this show, oh, the way they set it up is glorious. So, um, yes, yeah, uh, Raw 202, uh, we are in the Rockford, Illinois, the Rockford Metro Center. The attendance here is 7,500 people. It's more than WrestleMania, wasn't it? I mean, it was dead. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Again, USA Network, TV rating 2.5, whatever the fuck that means. Our commentary is Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and Vince McMahon. Yes! The tr- lost tr- death triangle are back on commentary. <laughs> the real death triangle <laughs> of Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and Vince McMahon on commentary. I enjoy their commentary as a three. I said Lawler's That's getting... So good. Lawler's starting to get attitude era lawler more and more so he's more annoying but having vincent man back especially for what we have later in the show with brett thing of beauty yeah it's like we we know what vincent man is yeah if you can take that out of your head 97's commentary team of these three i think is my favorite i love it but it doesn't work without vince no it's weird that like the the hyped up jerry lawler jim ross kind of thing of 98 for for example is so notorious and so highly praised by everyone it works better with vince in the mix 100 percent. he's such a good segue guy from going to one bit to the next and telling the story because he's got the show in his head yeah his show is gonna be like this no matter what happens and hearing his voice rather than his voice through jerry lawler or michael cole or whatever it's it's just a bit purer, I guess. That's a weird word. To no, use but to it, it makes sense, man. But like, you know, pure. But but obviously, with a night after mania. So, would you like to hear what Nitro counter program? Let's do it, dude. I forgot about this. Sorry. Yeah. More importantly, you would in a million years you'd never guess who is wrestling Randy Savage in the main event of Nitro. Ninety-seven Nitro mm, psychosis. <laughs> I mean, you're not far off, but here's the card. <laughs> we start off with our cruiserweights. Sorry, our, our US champion, Dean Malenko, mm-hmm. beating Conan, Boo. As in Boo, he beat Conan, not Boo Conan. Yeah. He's, you know, he loves the podcast. Sure. Uh, Mortis has suddenly arrived in WCW awesome. with Wrath, who still hasn't got his name yet. Who better? And uh, he beat Jerry Flynn. Yeah. Mortis L- is... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Canyon. Yeah. 
just checking. Who better than Mortis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we've got um, La Parker beating Hoovy. Very nice. But that was fucking great, uh, yep. Danger, danger, Jack High Voltage um, of uh, <laughs> Kenny Chaos and Robbie Rage defeated the These public your enemy. Old, your mates yeah, exactly. <laughs> Razor Ruckus, Keith Chaos, they're all there. Um, yeah, uh, but, but they beat public enemy. Okay. So uh, they're, on, they're on for push. Psychosis beat Super Calo. Calo, just a Mexican guy. Yeah, Super Calo. Um, uh, uh, Geordie Stone. He looked like this. Again, not great for an audio Oh, podcast. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's on WCW loads. Yeah. yeah, as their jobber. Were they, were they AAA guys or CMLL guys? Cause oh, no idea. What have WWE got? They've got AAA. AAA? Yeah. So these must be CMLL guys because they must be. be working both Or ECW still. I mean, fuck yeah, who knows, gone. But here is the more important tag team. Harlem Heat defeated Amen and the Barbarian. Oh, right. Yeah, Meng and BB. Yeah, beating the shit out of each other. And then the Steiners beat the, uh, essentially the Quebecers, Jacques and Carl uh, Ule. Cool. Medusa defeated uh, Myla Hasaka. Okay. Jim Duggan defeated the Renegade. And then we're on to our main event where Randy Savage challenged for the WCW World Television title against then-champion Prince Ikea. Okay, sure. Please tell me <laughs> that he didn't put over Prince Ikea. No contest. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less. And then ECW. 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 Two weeks away from Barely Legal at that this is, stage. That's so the first pay-per-view. Yeah. Wow, okay, we're seriously building an ECW. We are, so you'll be impressed by what was on this card. The last ECW cards have been fucking amazing. I was wondering if they were getting something, because they were really building. Well, not on this one. (laughs) Well, for for fandom, this was a very good show, but for for building to Barely Legal, probably not. We had um, the great Sasuke, Gran Hamada, and uh, Gran um, Naniwa. Yeah. It's Sasuke, by the way, but it's okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Sasuke. Yeah, it just don't pronounce the U. It's fine. Stupid, stupid pronunciation. <laughs> Bloody Japanese. Completely foreign, that name. <laughs> Foreignese. Uh, but they beat it. They beat uh, Tucker, Dick Togo, and Terry Boy. Fuck yeah, I think I've seen that show. That match is amazingly fun. And then leading into the first paper. It's Michelle Pro guys, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Terry Funk beat Axel Rotten by DQ, right, leading sure. into Barely Legal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we counter program with. Prince Iakea in the main event. DQ in ECW. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm so tempted to do Barely Legal in between these shows just for the sake of it. But Haven't we already done Barely Legal? I think we might have. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's been a while. I'm sure we have. <laughs> Listen to our archives. All right. So... Uh, kick into Raw, it's the intro, it's the Ahmed kicks a bin, Austin walks through the pyro, the ring is on fire, bombs, Psycho Sid is here too, Raw is war! I love the intro, it's not quite the, it's like the one before But it's getting there, yeah. Yeah, we're so close, at least the Bret Hart and Austin blood thing is in context now at least. we've actually now had that, but I think we're going to get the proper Raw by the time we get to Montreal. I think it's I the think end of 97. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's pre-Montreal, but oh, we'll find I hope out. so. I hope so. I, hope, I just want to sing it one week. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> where are my wayward son? 
which I can't stop listening to. <laughs> That's out of context. That didn't make any sense. Let's move on. Uh, I just wanted an excuse to sing it because <laughs> is this on loop on the drive home? Later? Yes, <laughs> literally. I came out of uh, my mum's. I dropped her off like an hour ago, and like I put on. Oh yeah, let's listen to that. And I forgot to put it on like my playlist, <laughs> and so it looped it once. And then I was in the costume queue, and it looped it again. I was like, oh, well, let's do it again. <laughs> it's fine i'm very autistic <laughs> it's quite obvious anyway the scott ian riff kicks in and this is full attitude era yeah we get the immense pyro going off it's they they sunk like 10 grand into this pyro yeah. tonight it's awesome well they're, they're praying for month the night after mania because that was a shit show. So they yeah. need to give people something back for all that pay per view money they wasted. But like even the Raws prior to this, we've had some pyro. Yeah, but, but not this is this. this is Dudley pyro. Yeah, this is this is the pyro set for the next two years, which yeah. we're going to use every single night. It's fucking great. I love the simplicity of the silver stage and the ramp with the one big Titantron. It just looks great, man. Yeah, and and this this pyro is like it's like the season reset, isn't it? It's come yeah. off to Mania, so this is how we're now going to start Absolutely. Raw. But on the subject of Attitude Era, yeah. fair play to MJF for his Raw uh, Attitude Era entrance. Yeah, <laughs> motorboat, and at least he did the right thing. He asked permission. May I? Yeah, motorboat these. It's the one thing in that whole show. I was like, did you have to? Like, I, I get it. It's the whole hack ECW thing. Yeah. Like, if he'd had the beer, it would have maybe been better, even. I don't know, like, I love the MJF character. I love the development. I like where they went with it, even though I kind of saw the signs and stuff yeah. I knew it was coming. Uh, I wish they'd maybe swerved us a little further in some direction. I feel like maybe that's coming, and sometimes wrestling is good when it's predictable. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was good. Astudo. Yeah, it, it has those elements for sure. We can get into my AEW four balls at any point. That paper was fucking great. It was really Top good. To bottom, I had the best time ever. Yeah, that, the elite entrance, the timing of it, the song, the as he does the little gun thing. I was like, I've watched it twenty times, maybe. And um, having uh, Michael Nakazawa back on TV is always good. Hell yeah, definitely. Brandon Cutler's grown his beard. Yeah, sure. I, I loved it. I loved the Jamie Hayter stuff. Jamie Hayter, fuck me, fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the best matches I've seen Tony Storm have, and she was pure tweener, which I hate. You know, yeah. but, like it really works. I, I know, again, I know we're talking about Raw, but God, Tony Storm's gone off the boil. I've, when she was on the Indies, yeah, she should have been female Bret Hart. I don't think it's her fault. No, no, you know, I think a lot of it's booking. Yeah, but it's just unfortunate now that she's been in two major TV companies and the booking's yeah. been terrible. Now it's just. She's nothing now. On on the same wavelength, how many times are they going to book Jade Cardkill after an elite six-way, like an elite trios match? Well, it's better than booking Soraya after a six-way. Um, <laughs> just going to move on. I'm not impressing anymore. I don't need to appease the Knights. <laughs> fans are mental the sides everywhere i can't get over that joke <laughs> uh, it's just attitude era 97 uh, yeah the, in march uh, 97 uh, it's full attitude era a year before people say it is. yeah the sign the signs in the crowd are the, are the sign you're in the attitude era yeah we've had them leading up to but today again it was like rampant yeah it's it's fans are leaning over the guardrail into the camera trying to grab it as it go past like this is pure i can be on tv mum. they this is the nitro college parties in an arena now oh, they've they found that model yeah. chicago as well as yeah. illinois or whatever where is it rosemont or something 
Uh, <laughs> Rockford Metro Center. So basically Chicago. It's in Illinois. That's Chicago, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And so you've got a proper loud, raucous wrestling crowd here. And it, this show benefits from it massively. Yeah. Considering some of the in-ring action, it benefits... It's it's going to have a higher cornflake rating than it should have based on the fans. Absolutely. Vince welcomes us to the show. Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw. We have a new WWF champion. His name is The Undertaker. Mankind is the number one contender. Hang on. Gorilla Monsoon, are you just picking names out of the hat? <laughs> Didn't he lose? He did. Yesterday yep. at WrestleMania. Yeah, Mankind, man of many trips. He's the number one contender. <laughs> Brett and Sean are here. Brett has a lot to get off his chest. But Psycho Sid is here, which could be trouble for Brett. Bulldog and Owen are still the champs, but are they on the same page? Well, no. <laughs> Quite we, obviously we not. literally saw it at Mania. <laughs> Although I do like later in the show, they go, oh, buy the pay-per-view um, replay tomorrow. Yeah, it's sure. like, but you've just given all the results. Literally spoiling everything on this show if you haven't seen it. Um, I love the amount of stories they're putting over before the show's even started. Yeah, and because they, they've they've had the reset, but like, right, we've got a new number one contender. We've hit that fast. We don't need to dick about. Yeah. What's Psycho Sid got to do with Brett? Or we've got some before Mania and all the stuff with the belt. So at least there's some continuity there. Yeah. I wonder where Farouk is going to be this evening. Yeah, Brett's... Brett's victorious but pissed off. Still got something to yep. cry about. We're still trying to do that story. We're even talking about like tag champs and Goldust and Triple H and stuff as these matches. And Sean Michaels, who did fuck all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Headbangers head to the ring as all this is being talked about on commentary. And here come the tag champs for our opening match of the night the WF World Tag Team Championship match of Owen Hart and the British Bulldogs, current champions, versus the Headbangers of Mosh and Thrasher. And again, continuity. Because again, worldwrestlingpodcast.com for our Mania 13. The Headbangers won the opportunity at Mania. So again, we're paying off the story. It's continuing the next night. Really yeah. good. Uh, also, the Headbangers booking has been outstanding the last six months. Yep, really good. Getting over clean on lots of people, having interesting stories, interesting character development. Bulldog and Owen are the most entertaining thing on every yep. episode of the show so far that isn't Brett, you know? <laughs> and it's it's the wonderful, like, it's the the wonderful side card to, to it. It's yeah. Brett is the main, Brett's the... Brett's the delightful tea, but Bulldog and I in the pudding. <laughs> the apparent- about their entrance? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> it's just, they, there's nothing they, they have done wrong in this entire run. Yeah. The level of stupidity from the one artsmanship to what we get tonight, and it's like, fuck me, boys. Every time Owen steps in front of Bulldog, Bulldog goes, da, 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 yeah. steps in front of Owen, and Owen's like, but I'm the captain. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so much fun. They're both trying to hog the camera. When did they fire Clarence Mason? uh it was three weeks ago yeah. two weeks ago but yeah it's, it's not even on this show is he with the nation domination later i can't Lots remember on that ramp yeah delo getting a more prominent role but we'll talk about that later yeah I, I noticed that as well so owen and bulldog are doing the silliness on the way to the ring uh bulldog is the european champ let's not forget jr tells us that the legion of doom are number one contenders to the tag team champions Wait a minute, these guys have just... Gorilla Monsoon's just gone mental. We're just handing out number one contenders to everyone that we fancy. Mankind, number one contender. Legion of Doom, yes, they haven't been on TV for six months. Number one contenders. Well, we're getting up to LOD 2000 at some point. Yeah, God. Sunny in the thing, though. Yep. Yeah, sure, I remember that. Uh, Did you know she was AOL's most Google? Most, <laughs> not, not even Google, she was the most searched celebrity. J-E-double-F-J-E-double-F. Uh, that was great to see him back even though I wish he wasn't there but whatever uh, Hawk and Animal get a picture in picture shouty promo tell him Hawk well 
it's there's so there's like four or five picture in picture promos this show right yeah. do you notice that it goes really well until vince asks them a second question <laughs> <laughs> that they just have no idea what the fuck to say very much a vince rib yeah it feels i'll like ask it. you one thing and all you've got to do is plan for this so vince and hawk have a chat about the kitchen sink they used at wrestlemania <laughs> Which the other guy, which Farouk put over as a gimmick, but the Legion of Doom brought to the ring. Yep. Which turns into a chat about how Hawk doesn't like stainless steel. I'm like, oh, kitchen interior design tips Ooh. on Raw. I need this. I'm like herringbone tiling. <laughs> it's fucking so silly. He, li- he loses track of what he's saying entirely. And he's like, I don't like stainless steel. You're like, what? <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, who does? It doesn't stain, so it's, that's, that's, it's got something going for it. Do you have a stainless steel sink? No. They stain? Yeah. They're fucking awful. <laughs> Mine's Ridiculous. stainless steel in my house currently. I'm getting rid of it. They, they stain. The The name is a lie. Yeah, it's bollocks. I don't like stuff. I'm with Hawk on this one. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> so com- com- <laughs> Hawk's been having a debate with his wife. It's stainless steel, Hawk. We don't need to change it. Fucking hell, we need to change the stainless steel. My face steel. paint keeps staining. <laughs> like... Uh, commentary run down a bunch of stuff that's going to happen tonight including brett getting off <clears throat> getting off a lot on his chest is the way vince phrases it got another soraya six way <laughs> bulldog hits the robes but owen is standing there <gasps> oh no malfunction at the junction only owen can make this work he's standing in the middle of the <laughs> directly opposite the hard cam uh, hard cam's the wrong way around tonight as well weird didn't like it uh so davy boy bumps owen to the floor and then jumps down and is like the fuck were you doing and the conversation pretty much goes uh bulldog's being logical and owen is being an impetuous child <laughs> owen goes you don't do that to me <laughs> bulldog goes you were standing in the middle of the ring and owen goes i'm sick of this <laughs> i don't need it it's so funny <laughs> it's so stupid it's great owen is on uh, even now you could tell he's an absolute star because he's just got the control to do what he wants and he's turned this character into like comedy fool but one you want to enjoy you want to see him fail because you know he's going to have a meltdown yeah it's like idiot pratfalling yeah 100 percent. so good like in every aspect of this character like he is that person yeah it's so good uh double ddt by bulldog to get the headbangers uh hot tag to owen uh owen's overhead belly to belly like this silly ridiculous guy landing one of the sickest looking suplexes yeah. i've ever seen absolutely beautiful he's so fucking good man uh, after clearing house bulldog is injured on the outside so owen tags in bulldog <laughs> What are you doing? So funny. Owen does a Bret Hart, a Bret, sorry, a Bret Rope drop kick to Bulldog and goes, woo, like in the face of Bulldog. Sorry. He does the, the drop. I will say that again. Owen does a Bret's Rope drop kick to one of the lads in the headbangers yep. and turns to Bulldog and goes, woo, like to try and impress him. <laughs> uh, eventually, the ref is distracted. Davy Boy power slams Mosh, drags Owen over to make the cover, but Owen won't make the cover. <laughs> Owen instead argues with Bulldog. Baby Earl comes over to try and split them up. Bulldog shoves Baby Earl out of frustration with Owen, who then Earl calls for the bell, which is the disqualification for shoving the ref. Russo, know? Russo, Russo. Yeah, when is by disqualification the headbangers, but that's not really the story here, is it? Did you catch at the end of this then? 
Owen, I think they had to dub it out. Owen's like, fuck this. There was a few of those yeah. today. Absolute fantastic F-bombs dropped on like Monday Night Raw. Yeah. At studio, we can say what we want. Absolutely. But I love the, I love the fact they started brawling. They had all the refs run out. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah. And they've paid and it off. actually slapping each other around. Yeah. And they start shoving a little bit, kind of brotherly things. They're like, fuck this. <laughs> Just go for it. It's great. But it's a payoff. After months of build and yep. slow burn, which hasn't been... It's not been rushed. No one's got fed up of it. It's it's paid off. Yes, they could have gone for Bulldog versus Owen at Mania, but they need to get everyone else on the card. Yeah, I, I or maybe would have liked to pull the trigger the week before and then done the match or something, but then you need to build it maybe a bit yeah. more. I, I actually think this was the better way to do it. Yeah. Because you get uh, the tag match or something, which is awful, but then the Headbangers match, we care about more because they built those characters up. Yep. So this is the time to do it where we actually focused on what they're doing and we think there might be a title change yeah. or something and, and we've they, paid they off. still win yeah they're still the tag champs we've paid off the the brawl for all tag match yep we know the lod are next surely the headbang is going to be pissed off they've missed their opportunity for no fault of their own i wonder if this alone going to lead to dissension between the lod and the headbangers later down the line sure so so, so yeah the headbangers win but they keep the belts because it's dq yeah that's what i was trying to say sorry yeah go on and then lod and headbangers so you're now yeah. setting up another three months of story mm-hmm. with another tech team getting it set up ready for later it's it's brilliant it's so funny so they're still the tag champs how will they coexist uh then owen grabs the mic and goes, I'm sick and tired of your crap, Bulldog. <laughs> sick and tired of caring. Uh, sorry, carrying Bulldog. Owen can beat Bulldog for that European belt whenever he wants. He literally was in the final against Bulldog a few weeks ago and lost. <laughs> <laughs> Owen is the captain of the team. Uh, Bulldog is a gutless coward. <laughs> Such a good promo. <laughs> sorry. And Owen wants a shot at that European strap because, and I quote, I'm better than you. <gasps> Ooh, and he's not lying. Yeah. Pre-CM Punk, pre-MJF. Owen's yeah. the man. Owen just has it. Owen's better than you, and you know it. Fucking A. Bulldog then grabs the mic, stumbles around a little bit, and goes, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog disses the slammies. Oh, no. How the Undertaker won the best tattoo and the best hair award. How dare he dispel the Slammies? Do you remember what Owen's second Slammy was for? I can't remember. I can't remember, no. Wasn't it best theme song or something? Oh, something ridiculous. God, I seem to remember it was something that just wasn't his responsibility in any way, shape, or form. Double winner. Yeah, who knows? So Bulldog uh, will beat, sorry, Bulldog beat Owen fair and square for the European strap in Berlin. Uh, Bulldog agrees to the match anytime, but it's the last shot Owen will get at the European Championship. (gasps) No. Bulldog finishes this promo by going, keep yourself in order, Owen. We're still tag champs. Reminding everyone, can they get along? Can they coexist? Now, here is the bit where you realize how good Owen is at his job. Because Owen cut his promo, got his shtick in. Bulldog's mm, cut a promo (laughs) (laughs) and done most of the job. But before, Vince is rounding up and Owen's like, no, 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 no. There's one more element to this story we need to get in. So Owen grabs the mic off Bulldog as he's walking away just to remind us that they're brothers-in-law. Yeah. Because that's an important part of the fucking story. Definitely. Fucking Owen, man. Every single week. It's almost like Bulldog forgot something, so Owen had to go back and do it. 100%. Uh, You know, backstage, Owen is going, you're going to say this. Yep. 
and this is how this is going to work and blah 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 uh, vince calls this a divorce commentary oh, can he say that joey yeah sure be a beautiful start genuinely really good start to raw i know like we joked about dqb and russo finishing but it had to be done to keep the headbanger strong to keep the belts on bulldog and owen and granted no one's looking at the headbangers here but this the headbangers are not the the focus we're building owen bulldog the euro the euro strap they've been great both these teams yeah headbangers have been surprisingly good i don't remember them being this quality of wrestling yeah i agree well, you know, that's because we just think of, you know, beaver cleavage. Sure. Or the end of the run when I'm not sure they were really invested in their characters as a great deal because... Well, they, they had, had Madonna a, tits. Yeah. They had like a really good run for a year or two and then kind of just, just kind of drifted off from the vein. They gold dusted their character. Yeah. When they became less, less, less of a pet project for Vince and Cornette. Yeah. I think Cornette leaving may have affected them quite badly. I think Cornette so. was responsible for all those early promos, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I'm sure that's the thing. Anyway, so back from ads, Lawler, Vince, and JR are putting over the Bulldog Owen angle, rightly so. We cut to Mick Foley as Mankind in the boiler room. Uncle Paul is gone, <gasps> Oh, no. He's probably fed up with you keep on losing, but didn't realize you were number one contender. Mm. So we all know where this is leading to eventually. Uncle Paul's gone. <laughs> And this uh, comes back at the end of the show tonight, which obviously we'll mm. talk about in a minute. It's fucking good. Well, it comes back at the end of the show briefly. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley has a line here which really popped me. He's going like, come back, Uncle Paul, etc. Doing his kind of like yeah. sad child routine, I guess you would call it. And he says, don't make me find you. Whoa, like, creepy. Oh, no. <laughs> it's such a threatening phrase. Yeah. But almost kind of innocent at the same time. At the same time, you've built up your number one contender. There's a vested interest. Yeah. What's happened to his manager? Where's he gone? And mankind's looking spooky as shit. Yeah. Vader's nowhere to be seen on the show. Yeah. Is he still around? I don't think so. I think he might be done at this point. Yeah. We'll find out. Foley pulls out some of his hair and shows us the mandible claw just to finish the promo. Soraya's favourite hand movement. <laughs> You've got to stop that. <laughs> That's, really much That's what she said. <laughs> um, yeah, Foley's good, isn't he? Really good. Yeah, Great promo. Character. Yeah, Something different. Not We're not seeing any characters like Mankind on any wrestling programme. Sure. And, you know, his mate Terry Funk's going to be the world champion in a couple of weeks' time. So that's nice. <laughs> Is he NWA? He's in uh, ECW. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant, like, right now, like, please tell me Terry Funk isn't wrestling. I mean, I'd rather have Terry Funk than Tyrus. That's immediately why I went NWA. I'm like, they could put him over here, but it would be fine. <laughs> Billy Corgan really bringing it back to proper NWA territory days. Who, who do we need? It's funny you say world champion. I immediately think of the NWA bell. That's yeah, weird, isn't this it? This is the world's champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the champion that belongs to the world. <laughs> Strange how my brain works. Uh, so, um, Salsa Blue and Discovery Zone present Raw. Salsa Blue is a shampoo. Ooh, keep that nice clean hair for those long-haired wrestlers who always look so greasy and wet. <laughs> Bargan gets the jobber entrance. Yeah, rightly one. so. Yep. Uh, Brett promo, promo on the Titan Tron. Bargan's just hanging around in the ring as Brett's doing a promo on the Titan Tron. But I like this. I like this because it shows like Brett's like, I'm not waiting. I, I need to talk now. And obviously he knows people in the production truck to be able to get on there. Sure. This is one of three or four things before Brett comes out to actually do his promo. Yeah. I like the um, consistency of this as a focus point of the show. 
yeah, focal it's, point of the show. It's, it's Brett being pissed off. Yeah, sure, sure. Which is delightful. And then, as you said, yeah, Bart Gunn is also there. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he's just going, I want to get stuff off my chest. I want time. And Vince is going, yeah, okay. Book that on the show. It's going to be fine. You're going to get time. Yeah, have you not seen the run order, Brett? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Anywho, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Posh Kit, middle class Triple H with China versus Bart Gunn. I wonder who's going to go over. Mm. Well, not Bart Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So we get a little reminder about the Triple H Gold Dust stuff and that China and Marlena doing the repeat spot. Uh, Goldust gets a picture in picture promo during the match about how sad he is that Melina got hurt. Uh, what do you think of this promo? Uh, he's transitioned to this baby face. Yeah, you character. mentioned the Goldust is character earlier, and I thought you meant this basically. Yeah, I, it's just it's not the level of work since they were. I you know he identified as like, but he's not a gay. He's yeah. androgynous, mm. and then they're trying to turn him face because obviously some people at the time I can't cheer a gay man so now they're trying to turn him face and try and get sympathy for him it's like he's really upset about his wife yeah. and it, it you know i think that's always the thing that was it's the baby face thing oh look his wife's hurt and he's upset and he wants revenge against the bad rich person who's wronged his wife with the she hulk who's come and ragdolled her sure but it's weird there's a bit where gold dust is not doing his flamboyant thing and he takes off the wig and throws it down and gets angry. Yeah, he's it, Dustin Rhodes in. Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. It's WCW Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Which is nowhere near as interesting as Gold Dust. No, it's a, it's a surefire way to get disinterest in your character. Yeah, I agree. Because it's people just, have spent, invested so much in the Gold Dust character, the entrances, yeah. the, the whole appearance of it. But yeah, I, I appreciate they're trying to get his like the angry, unhinged baby face. You know, I'm going to do anything to right the wrong of you attacking my wife but yeah. nah. i can kind of understand why in the context of the story but it's it's what do you do afterwards you've, there's nothing kind of shot on his character now and the, the, yeah the... and look where we go after that exactly. unfortunately yeah sure so uh gold dust uh silence the lamb now your pain will be deafening that's quite a good line in this promo i, I assume that is a film reference uh sure <laughs> Vince tells us that Goldie and Triple H will go one on one next week as Goldie whips off the wing gets angry and goes next week will be war is war like uh oh <laughs> again first half of the promo really good Vince talks to him again and he's like oh shit we're still going okay and it's like he's lost entirely too many somers yeah it really is he literally ends the promo by going you will never forget the name Marlena Wait a minute. Who? <laughs> Doesn't really work. No. Uh, during this uh, Triple H match, there's a fucking banging piece of camera work. Uh, they've got the camera, the other side of the ring, over China's shoulder, watching the match. Yeah. And it's like, they, they hold it for like a minute. So you're just looking at muscular hills of a woman as a match is happening and like this isn't about the match in the ring the china perspective yeah and it's like it just looks makes her look so terrifying and so dominant why the fuck don't we do shit like this more often nowadays well this was inc incredible and it, it was again different different to what it was shot through most of the show yeah but this was shortly before it went horribly wrong so you spotted this. You told me before we went, I missed this spot. I must have been just like, you know, concentrating on China's back or whatever. So after after the shot, it's like the, the China perspective, yeah. Triple H like whipped Bart Gunn into the ropes, 
just with the referee going after Triple H for some reason. Bart Gunn, well, China was supposed to pull down the rope so Bart Gunn would fall out, but China was too far away from the ring because obviously she was standing where they wanted to get the shot for the cameraman of course. and just reached towards the ropes and Bart Gunn threw himself over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then that, that then led to like the China power slam. I love which, this spot because it's China then picks him up, power slams him. And I'm like, he's dead. He's going to be selling this for like a minute. He's up two seconds later, staring down China. And China goes, all right, fuck you then. And just shoves him into yeah, the yeah, ring yeah. as hard as she can. But, but that's the thing. The start, the start of it is a case of like Vince McMahon's going, you can't hit a woman. What's he going to do? Sure. And then, so he's like, he fronts up to China. Well, glares at China. Sure. Then turns around to go back in the ring. And she says, yeah, launched her into the ring post. And China's like, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. You said that uh, Chris Jericho interview where he's talking about China. Uh, which said, one? Uh, we basically, he says that she was as stiff as fuck. I uh, bet she was. <laughs> she used to beat the shit out of people. And you're like, you're saying that she was an absolute nightmare to work with in terms of wrestling because, you know, you wanted to look like you're beating the crap out of someone. Yeah, and she but, was. Yeah, she just literally was. You can kind of see that here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bart, poor Bart Gunn. Yeah. She slams him head first. Oh, that's all right, though, because in two years' time, he's going to uh, box Butterboot. Yep, that's going to work out great, isn't it? Uh, China gives Bart Gunn the power sign, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Triple H eventually drags Bart back into the ring after he's slammed into the ring post with a pedigree. I love the way Bart sold this. Really good. By just being a dead fish, basically. Yeah. Really good. Pedigree, one, two, three, when it's obviously Triple H. Uh, Triple H poses while China stares down the camera. The camera then zooms in past Triple H just to focus on China. Brilliant. Strong. Showcasing the new villain in in wwf yeah really well done i think it's triple h is obviously the star here right yeah. i guess maybe it's a hindsight thing because we know how good he is and his reign of terror etc etc you know but their focus is clearly on on china on network tv because yeah. it's something completely different that people haven't seen is it a shock factor do you think? yeah i think so because at the time you obviously had some of the, the, the bodybuilders, the Arnold Classics, or the females who were doing that, but you wouldn't see them normally on... wouldn't see them. That makes it sound like, oh, these muscle women. <laughs> but you wouldn't see people that level of physique on like national TV. You normally have like your Baywatch girls yeah. would be like the focus of TV. And the same thing WWE have done for years. You've got people like Medusa. Obviously, you can wrestle, but she was an attractive woman. You've got um, Bon Locarno, who's an attractive female. <laughs> sure. But focusing on... The, like this but she wasn't mm, like a bodybuilder no but no. for this this scary woman who can manhandle any other woman on the roster sure like it was incredible and yeah re- really good to showcase it as something different if you watch wrestlemania and were really disappointed but thought you'd give raw another go you'd be like fuck me sure i can't believe when i said bodybuilder i went like this <laughs> <laughs> i know what bodybuilders look like big strong human <laughs> Yeah, I love where this China gimmick's going. I think uh, Triple H and Gold Dust put on a great match at WrestleMania. I say great. Maybe in the context of the rest of the matches, it was great because it was logical yeah. and told a story. The and story had, was yeah, great. exactly. I think this has got legs still. Yeah, just like Stacey Keebler. Sure. She's got legs. Do you think we could have knocked Gold Dust and Triple H on the head and moved on maybe? But we need to somehow get the Marlena return and the payoff for the attack. Ooh, because the good because a good guy has to always avenge yeah the baddie maybe, maybe too much down the line we could have gone back to this yeah have gold dust off tv yeah that's what i was thinking they were going to do but yeah. they haven't i'm not disappointed with it i'm intrigued to see where this goes but i don't know i've had enough of gold dust at this point i'm of the face gold dust heal gold dust yeah i mean 
Mania 12 gold dust. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Ma- where Mania 12 to Mania 13 gold dust is entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's not intriguing anymore. It's it's no. like, okay, I get it. You're a dude who's dressed in gold that does okay punchy kick wrestling. But he does like the nice little rel- jump on his back and uh, sure. stab you with my uh, up t- up fingers. It's really weird how he has like a real downward trajectory and then just like five star match with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, there's some fun stuff in between, like with Booker T and things, you know. That but, match with Cody was incredible. It's it's still one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah, there's no 100%. question about it. It's incredible. Considering where wrestling was at that point and what they did. It's like no one had done wrestling like that for a long, long time. And WWE could have had it at Mania. Didn't idiots. It? Fucking idiots. Maybe they will again. They <laughs> never know. Adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. Everyone hates Cody Rhodes. You know, all right. While we're on the Cody, Cody subject, I had a uh, conversation with Ollie. So um, pre-full gear, Ollie goes to me, did you watch Dynamite? I'm like, yep. What did you think? And I went, I watched it painfully. Yeah. It was like painfully, like really questioning it because he's trying to be positive. People have a go at him for being negative and giving like 60% shows and stuff because he has an <laughs> advanced AEW rating. I don't know yeah, if you watch enough. I've of it said it. Go. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so he was a bit like, Am I being too negative? Because he knows I'm a big old mark. Yeah. And we had a little chat about it. And I was like, Look, wrestling can be the greatest matches in the world. If you haven't got the narratives to go with it, it doesn't mean shit. And he was like, Preach, brother. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, but like, I'm just clanging all over the place talking about Ollie. Um, but I, I have come up with this theory. That I think Cody Rhodes was responsible for the Hangman Page Kenny Omega booking. Yeah, definitely. Look at the timing. Look at like when Cody well, when, when Cody left, TK took the booking back from everyone. Yeah, it went to shit. Yep. Cody had the book. Cody was doing good booking. Again, Darby Allen's done fuck all. And yeah. again, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Darby Allen. I don't. But you see why he should be booked well. Yeah, because he can be booked well. Kids paint their faces like him. The merch sells like crazy. He's a unique, different style. To Jungle Boy's only returned to a prominence because of Christian and yeah. his dickhead heel promo and the fact they've jo- dropped the Jungle Boy name. And the willingness to potentially kill himself by jumping off cages and stuff. Yeah, silly boy. But it, it gets him over, but then the booking in between is fucking awful. Yeah. And it is... Yeah, he's, he's Dusty's kid. Of course yeah. he can book. If I was Tony Khan right now, I'd throw every penny I had at getting Cody back and just giving him the book. Just or, to see what happens. Or Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> just get Vince Russo. Fuck it. Why not? Let's go full <laughs> shit back. <you> know? <coughs> Brother Love and Vince Russo. And- <laughs> Fuck me. TNA, TNA. I mean, it might as well be. <laughs> the TNA chart. Fuck I'm like, me. you fucking marks. You never liked it. It was rubbish. I can't believe tna is back on my weekly television the last outlaw let's be honest right we're jared marks it's a joke i'm so it's happy a he's there. Gag. i'm so happy he's there but he really shouldn't be right they've got too many wrestlers to need De- jeff jarrett there satnam singh should be wrestling i've been saying it for fucking six seven well, months now. actually I no, I say he shouldn't be wrestling he should be wrestling occasionally to make yeah. him matter i bet that guy can do a moonsault oh yeah 100%. i want to see it i want to see an eight foot tall moonsault <laughs> and, and the wardlow and joe booking fuck me what and yeah. again wardlow 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 on his way up on his way up cody leaves wardlow is pointless if wardlow was booked better i think he'd be a superstar right now yeah that 
flippity floppity land on both guys in the ring thing. No one does that. That looks like that. That's no. incredible. How mm, it's so frustrating. The power bomb was so over, and it's kind of not now. But this is this is the thing I think of like TK's booking. I need to get Wardlow the TNT belt. Oh fuck! <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah, sure. And then he's like, "I'll give it to Joe." Yeah, I don't mind the wily veteran getting the younger guy. Should have given but- it to Hobbs. I, everyone was saying it so that's why i think the joe thing's a nice twist because then eventually yeah. you can get it to hobbs via wardlow whatever powerhouse will power hobbs yeah. everyone is on board i think yeah uh whether they'll miss the boat or not is a different question they're very very good at missing the boat in aid uh ricky starts yeah <laughs> fucking literally we could do this all night i could name half the roster and be like mr boat Manic hey Black. what's lance Archer doing <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on so six man tag team we're speaking of botches <laughs> six man triple a tag team match of <coughs> along with um abysmo can i say this word <laughs> black abysmo versus el mosco michael knee's favorite abysmo dorito uh and hysteria versus Los Cadets El Espacio. Scorchio. Scorchio. Of Discovery, Supernova, and Venom, because copyright does exist yeah. in Mexico. A supernova for the way is not Simon Dean. Oh, sure. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. Right time period. Yeah, but yeah sure. I love AAA, this, especially in WWF. This is the funniest match I've ever seen in my life. It's so shit. It's great. <laughs> so <laughs> the crowd don't give a fuck that they're here in any way, shape, or form. There's not a cheer. There's not a pop. These guys. There are- is from my living room. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know how we watch AAA fairly regularly, and it's it's stupid and silly. But like there's they do some stuff that's kind of crazy and you're like wow that's yeah. amazing these guys went spot crazy for like five minutes and botched every single <laughs> fucking move in the entire match i'm not exaggerating they botched everything oh, it's so good a guy goes to like do a rana and the other guy's already over the ropes to the outside there's a guy doing a springboard completely misses the catch two dudes jump in and just dive over the ropes onto nothing it's like everything was fucking awful and it was so funny i wonder if we're gonna I see them again laughing. I wonder if we're going to see AAA again because we've had them in the Rumble. Oh, God. We've had the minis. Yeah. Now we've got these guys. And I love it. I vividly remember watching this and pissing myself laughing. My wife coming in to go, what are you laughing at? I was like, watch this for two minutes and you'll get it. So funny. And did she get it? Yeah, of course. Of course she did. Just like, there's literally one moment where, um, I don't know who it is. It's one of the faces is lying against the rope. And you can see the guy doing the springboard and he just throws himself over the top rope when he's on the other side of the ring. <laughs> You're like, fucking brilliant. Oh, Triple so A. funny. And I'll tell you one thing on Triple A. Yeah. We, as a podcast and as wrestling fans, have been a huge advocates of Triple A. Absolutely. What the fuck's Conrad Thompson doing getting in on our act? Yeah, sure. Triple A have also booked um, enough people that I don't want to cover them much anymore. Mm. yeah there's two guys in that card that you're just like the fuck guys seriously it upsets me immensely that yeah. conan would be stupid enough to book i mean enzo i understand yeah he's a he's just a cunt yeah 
The other one. Jesus Christ. No excuse. No. Absolutely no fucking excuse. But she was legal officer. <laughs> she was also 13. <laughs> Sounds like a plan B song. Yeah. Blood, that girl was 13. <laughs> fucking aim. Um, so as these guys are botching, and I do mean <laughs> botching, Brett gets another picture in picture and complains about not getting his time. Uh, Brett looks like a sad, stroppy child and is maybe becoming less invested in his character. I wouldn't say he's become less invested in his character. Mm. I'd say he is, right, this is what I'm going to be now. I'm yeah. going to be this annoying, fucked off dick. I originally wrote, oh, Brett doesn't look very invested in his character. And then I put maybe. Because this is the second time Brett's had a picture-in-picture jobby, and it looks like he's just going right. I have to put over this character. How do I be a dick? Well, I'm just going to look sad and <laughs> complain about stuff. And so, uh, it just seems such a waste of Brett to me. Maybe it's my bias kicking in. I think the whole idea to have him in so many picture-in-pictures to have the build-up of the frustration, yeah. the fact he has to come out, the fact he comes out again late later on. I yeah. think it's just. This is the slow burn. case if you told me I had time. Fucking hell, just give me time. Like, essentially exhausted by his frustrations. Sure. And that's what I was getting from. I wouldn't say he's not investing in it because certainly by the end of the night he is. Yeah. Fuck you, The Rock. Do you remember in 98, there was one or two shows where Kane would come out and interrupt every single match on oh, the yeah. show. Brett's doing that. Yeah. But not interrupting the matches. He's just doing picture in picture stuff. Doesn't a mask or a terrible political viewpoint. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> so uh, the match. Ends. But it's okay to have guns. <laughs> There's a botched sleeping Rana into a botched pin. Leads to the one, two, three. It's amazing. Uh, lost um, space people win, whatever they're called. And we all get up and leave and shake hands and look confused. Fucking A. Because at some point, I don't think they even knew who was on which team. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I had no fucking clue. Yeah. They do. When they when they do the pinfall, the other two guys on the guy who's pinning pin team are standing there, and they go, "Oh bollocks!" <laughs> As he gets pinned for the three. Don't we count to twenty in AAA? Oh three. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> They've broken up thirty pinfalls in this match, it's and this one they're like, "Oh no, this one's the finish. <laughs> We're not going to break this up." Ah, <laughs> oh, it's fucking just brilliant. silliness. Moving on, Rocky and. Big Daddy Johnson. His daddy! Look at your daddy, Rocky! Look at your daddy! Your daddy's a bastard, <laughs> Rocky! a bastard, Rocky! <laughs> uh, have a chat, which is recorded pre-recording of Raw. Uh, right, let's try and follow the logic here. Shiny shirt. Uh, he did have a very shiny shirt. Yes, indeed. <coughs> I, I love The Rock. I, I really like Rocky Johnson. I've always enjoyed his stuff yeah. in general. I think his character is very flamboyant and worky and you know yeah. characterful um rocky's dad couldn't stand back and watch rocky get beat up at wrestlemania uh, but rocky's daddy won't interfere <laughs> in any of rocky's matches anymore and rocky thanks him so the logic here is if your son is being beaten up by multiple people you shouldn't help them good life lesson this was confusing well, you know, basically what I got here is Rocky Johnson is a racist. <laughs> hates his own son. No, 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 no. <laughs> Against the Sultan. Oh, right. And yeah, the okay. Iron Sheik. That's where we're going with this. I see. Yeah, yep. sure. <laughs> but, but, so, the, joke, the joke could have been funnier if I said he's a racist <laughs> against the rock. <laughs> it's, it's, 
Yeah, I don't know where the story is going or this is the end or something, but Rocky's been quite entertaining and I've enjoyed his icy run. This thing with his dad and Tony Atlas and stuff, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tony Atlas laugh. I could have done without this entire thing, really. I think this is just put, put the bow on it. I don't think we're going to see Rocky yeah. Johnson again. Yeah. And also, why have a fucking pre-tape when we're going to get to see Rocky later? <sighs> I mean, yeah. Oh, unless the argument is when we get there, well, we'll save that for maybe... Maybe it's just to explain why Rocky Johnson doesn't come out later for whatever reason. Yeah, m- maybe Rocky's daddy's got an early bedtime. Yeah, because yeah. his daddy's a bastard, <laughs> a bastard, Rocky. <laughs> uh, so we cut back from ads and I'm cool, I'm cocky, I'm bad. Is <laughs> it commentary? Uh, Honky Tonk is here to do shouty commentary. He must be here to look for that new protege he's still looking for <laughs> since Purple Mania. This gimmick is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. But uh, as he's talking, who's in the ring, Tax Williams? Well, he's the honky-tonk man. He's the honky-tonk man. It's important to mention the honky-tonk man. It's um, everyone's favorite Brodus Clay inspiration. Oh, he's yeah. Flash Funk. Well, sorry, no. Who's in the ring at the time? The Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> but who's coming to the ring? Sure. Flash Funk. Uh, joined <laughs> by um, um, Cameron Naomi. Cameron Naomi, yeah. Pterodactyls. We are the best! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're podcasting again. Fuck me, the pterodactyls. Yeah, the pterodactyls are coming. We got their names wrong as well, just to clarify. Well, Cameron Naomi. <laughs> this is not them. This is 20 years before. I know, the Funkadactyls. That was yeah, a joke. Exactly. With a, a, a mild bit of accidental racism. <laughs> bloody pterodactyls was getting in the way <laughs> fucking pterodactyls coming here taking our jobs so it's flash funk versus the brooklyn Brawl. with melanie and martina <laughs> the ones from funhouse <laughs> gotta play the game matt told you that he once did a uh, a birthday wrestling show in the evening for one of the cheerleaders from he funhouse did, didn't he, he? Did, yeah, yeah sure sure living out my chartered dreams you know <laughs> I can't, I can't crowbar a page joke in there, so I'll just carry on. <laughs> um, this match goes about three minutes too long. <laughs> my, I just had a quick look at my match time, and it was three minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a 450 splash by Flash Trunk for the win. Right across Brawler's throat. Yeah, great, wasn't it? Yeah. Flash Funk, right? He's a big boy. Yeah, doing four fifties, impressive. He's doing like house show dives into Brooklyn's head. <laughs> Brawler, Brooklyn, Brawler's head. Uh, man, yeah, he's beating the shit out of him. Don't give a fuck. Doink the clown is really upset. <laughs> yeah, massively so. The inf- the the uh, what's the word? The definitive doink, <laughs> right? <laughs> Other doinks are rolling in their graves right now. It's <laughs> only <laughs> <laughs> so small graves, most of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was very God. bad taste holy shit please don't cancel us i like doing this um uh vince tells us kenny shamrock is also here uh shamrock promo from the backstage raw set uh, with the big oil cans and stuff yeah love it really great at uh, one point triple h probably injured mr perfect one of those <laughs> absolutely did one of those rolling cases and stuff uh kenny's promo here banging pretty good yeah really good justifying the stoppage of the austin brett i quit match from last night 
Uh, Austin didn't say I quit, but went unconscious. So Kenny was protecting Austin, using all the UFC terminology yep. and all this stuff, stuff before it's really mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, putting over Brett attacking Austin post match. Now Kenny had to stop it. He doesn't like Austin, but he can't leave a man there unconscious to be beaten up by Brett Hart. Oh, so he's better than Rocky Johnson then? <laughs> yeah, fucking a. Uh, yeah, really great, great promo and. I did see like Kenny do an interview recently where he's like, yeah, Montreal Screwjob really fucks me over being like the top baby face because I was going to be the one to get the belt. And yeah. because Brett left, uh, it's Brett said of, the same thing. Yeah. Brett said that he was going to go with Kenny at some point in the future. Yeah. Put Kenny over and such. You can see why. Yeah. I mean, at this time, Ken Shamrock, especially when he came in, he was a big bodybuilder man. Muscly face <laughs> <laughs> again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is uh, a real shame. I think like a Ken Shamrock title run would have been quite interesting as a baby face. Yeah. A baby face? A baby face. He's legitimately terrifying. Yep. Uh, really solid, logical promo. Not the most charismatic promo in the world. Doesn't need to, though. Confident. Yeah. Really. This is his second, third time on TV talking. Yeah, because he had the thing with Bart Gunn before Mania. Yeah. Which is very brief. Billy yeah. Gunn, wasn't it? One of them. Billy, yeah. They were not the same to me. <laughs> bloody white people <laughs> coming here taking our jobs <laughs> as cowboys <laughs> fucking, um, fucking cowboys one of them works at something to do with like stationery now <laughs> but yeah really bloody impressive got it as staples <laughs> sorry scissor me butter bean <laughs> but yeah it's it, it sets him up as a baby face he doesn't have to like anyone but he called it down the line explained why he did it top promo well done kenny i mean genuinely like i shit over i said oh, this this show's gonna get a better cornflake raising than it is it's only because after the next segment it all goes downhill Fuck. hour one of this show was very very good so brett is pacing around backstage we head into hour two we get the intro repeated surely we should have nitro pyro for hour two <laughs> I know we pissed it all over the wall on the hour one. No pyro, but they replay the actual intro video. Yeah. And the music and everything. Really strange. Do we need to see Ahmed kicking bins this often? Well, he's going to be kicking something later. Fucking A. Uh, here comes Brett to the ring. Oh, yes. Camera cuts to Vince very regularly, while Brett cuts one hell of a promo. It goes on forever, so I'm going to play some of it now. First of all, I want to apologize. What? I'd like to apologize to all my fans over in Germany. I'd like to apologize to all my great fans over in Great Britain. Actually, I'd like to apologize to all my fans all over Europe, all over Japan and the Far East. I'd like to apologize to my fans in the Middle East, all the way as far down as South Africa. And I'd especially like to apologize to all my great fans in Canada. For what? Be quiet, please. And to you, my fans right here across the United States of America, To you, I apologize for nothing. You know, it seems really strange to me that no matter how much 
I try that when I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin to a bloody pulp. You know, I find myself, no matter how much I win, when I walk back to the dressing room, the way you American fans treat me across the United States of America, I feel like I lost. I mean, you take a gutless creep like Stone Cold Steve Austin and beat him to a bloody pulp, even though he knows, and you all know, that he lost, you cheer him on the way back to the dressing room like he won. You know, it didn't just start right here. Let's go back to WrestleMania last year when I was the World Wrestling Federation Champion. When that belt was around my waist, it's where it belonged. You cheered on a pretty boy like Shawn Michaels. And you allowed him to screw me out of the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. I find myself sitting at home, watching the WWF on TV in Canada, and saying to myself, the World Wrestling Federation needs a hero. They need a role model. They need somebody they can look up to. Not somebody that's got earrings all over himself and tattoos. And a great Not somebody that poses for girly magazines. By the man, way, please. I don't think it was a girly magazine. I think it was a gay magazine. Angry. Vengeful. Mm -hmm. Fucked off. Yeah. Healing on everyone. Oh, yeah. Fucking over Shawn Michael. Well, well, everyone. Americans. America. America. Well, we don't have anyone other than Americans on this show. We just have Brett. Don't ign ignore Iron Bulldog. Sure. But yeah. It is beginning. Mm. The I hate America. And we get a reference to this later on in commentary where he's cheered in Germany. He's cheered in England. That's what, other than Canada. It's he, beginning, he Rich, it's beginning. He apologizes to all his fans in Germany, Great Britain. Hey, it's us. <laughs> Brexit means Brexit. Bre take your thanks away. Europe, not us. <laughs> <laughs> Japan and the Middle East, South Africa, and also the great fans of Canada. But fuck the America. <laughs> Sheik, the, uh, the Sheik, the hitman. Huh? <laughs> I mean, this is the promo, yeah. This is the, this is the one. This is the catalyst <laughs> for the character change. Mm. The America versus Canada, which still is one of the greatest stories WWE have ever told. Interesting. Not what I would say. I mean, really? this is. I, I mean, I know the story. I know Montreal. I know bits and bobs in between. Never watched the whole thing through. Like, I know the moments that are coming, because obviously, yeah. you know, for my job especially, like, I have to know these moments as part of the, the storytelling that yeah. I do or whatever. So, you know, sunny days and girly magazines mm. and everything, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of where, Brett has a line here about gay magazines. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> don't know about that, Brett. But, like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Why, why do you think this is the best? Like, Because there was so much natural... <coughs> hatred and it was such an easy oh, okay. storyline yeah to set up because 
And it was so interesting to have the dynamic of, I'm a based in Canada, I'm a heel in America. Mm. And having that dynamic, just, I don't think anything like that had been done in wrestling at this point, and certainly not in mainstream wrestling. Maybe in the territories, where you had someone going in different countries doing like, I'm a baby face in this territory, but I'm yeah. a heel in this territory. Like state on- to state, like Memphis to Texas, yeah. something like that maybe. Yeah. But from a national promotion standpoint, yeah. to have 100% heel in one country and 100% face in another, it's so interesting. And how they book the shows, like when we get to Canadian Stampede, fuck me. Yeah. The reaction, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so... I, I think it's really cleverly done. Okay. And it pl- and it it plays on that 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 divide between the US and Canada. Sure. It sells tickets because the Americans are going to boo the Canadian baddie. The Canadians are going to cheer their Canadian hero. Yeah. I, I I love it. And I think the story to be, I mean to build up to Canadian Stampede, the team that's going against the Canadians is very much hodgepodge of yeah. what you put together. Of course, yeah. The promo to start it all, yeah, I'm fully invested. I get where it makes sense with Brett and Sean because they're desperate to do anything they can to get Sean over. But he's such a dislikable human being most of the time. And the fans have shown this by booing the shit out of him when it's mattered. That having him be able to go to Canada and be a heel is a lot of fun. Like that that's great. I love that dynamic between those two. I think it gets problematic when your baby faces get booed at one place and cheered in the other. You know, like AW play off of it now. They do like a home away team type thing. Like they did this weekend. Yeah, like with MJF in New York. And Brit in Pittsburgh. For example, I am desperate to see when the elite go to Chicago, what sort of response they get. Do you think it's a work? I I don't think everything's a work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced the CM Punk stuff is a work, yeah. Can you imagine the internet when punk comes back to basically this is the i want a feud with kenny i'll let kenny go for and do his new japan stuff mm. and then we get to all out loser leaves AEW. there's a regal mjf mm. cm punk kenny omega elite thing there somewhere i haven't put it together in my head yet and i, I if i'm totally honest i think punk's done I think people are happy that he's out of the company at this point. I think that's like yeah. the death of his bullshit. And you can totally see why. It took like six months. But the money yeah. for bringing him back. Those chants is the most over a heel has ever been in wrestling, I think. From an AEW heel standpoint. Sure. Yeah, 100%. And Punk, everyone's going like, I want heel Punk. Well, you've got him. Yeah, sure. But like with Brett and Canada and stuff, he will be babyface in Chicago. Yeah. Like Brett is babyface in Canada. Yeah. And so, like, I, I get it. But, like, when you have, you know, Austin, Shamrock. Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson being put over as these big baby faces, you go five miles across the bay from Detroit to, you know, Canada, and then suddenly they're all heels. <laughs> it's, it's a Boo. bit problematic, you know? I, th- I love it. I love that sort I, of shit. I think as a kid, I remember being very confused why Brett was getting cheered so much yeah. in Canada <laughs> and not in America, you know? And uh, Brett doesn't like guns. Yeah, sure. What a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a Brett Mark and always have been because obviously, you know, you see SummerSlam 92 and I was obviously behind Bulldog the whole way. Yeah. The British kid. I was three years old, whatever it was, probably five or six when I watched it. 
Um, so like, you know. And then but- Tyson Fury came out. Sorry, Chris Eubank <laughs> came out and started singing with Brett. I thought you were getting confused between Lennox Lewis and... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry. God, no. Because <laughs> Lennox comes out with the flag and yeah. they do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would have been more the appropriate one, but I, was just, oh. I don't know why Chris Eubank was the first boxer that came into my mind at that time. <laughs> it's so good. Because um, Chris Eubank, Chris Eubank has got the best impression of it. It's like Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Like everyone's got an impression. You know? Whereas Lennox Lewis is a very good boxer. Yeah. That's the role of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the book sure. of territory. Um, God. Okay. So, uh, Brett calls Austin a gutless creep which I think is an amazing bit mm. of storytelling because it's the exact antithesis of what Austin is, yeah. especially after their match at WrestleMania 13. And usually, like, if if Sean were to say that or Brett were to say that out of context, it would seem like they're burying him, calling someone a gutless creep, especially when they're, they're getting over like Austin's yeah. getting over. But great heels lie, right? And, and perfectly compliments what Shamrock said earlier in the promo. Exactly. Everyone knows that Austin isn't a gutless creep. That's the exact opposite of what his character because is. Because Brett's a heel. Exactly. And so this is where like you realize how good Brett is. Yeah. Like he knows that he can bury him, but he's not actually burying him. He's uh, he's building clever. him up. Yeah. Because then he's gonna make because it's gonna have the fuel to oh he said that about our new hero. Yeah. Fucking hate Brett. Like Rocky buried people. Yeah. Oh, oh fucking hell. <laughs> Brett yeah. doesn't. No. He's he, so good at his he's job. Elevating them. And it's the whole thing like it's promo 101. You're not supposed to make your opponent seem shit, but what you're actually doing is you're disagreeing with what Shamrock said. So again, it's like yeah. Brett and Shamrock, as you said earlier, was going to be where we're heading. All that, yes. Apart from when he's talking about Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all justified. <laughs> Brett shits on pretty boy Sean Michaels. Brett doesn't like earrings or tattoos. Blah, what a scumbag. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Us. Uh, uh, Brett doesn't like gay magazines. Fucking hell, Brett. Okay. Uh, don't know about that one. What? Does he read the Arsenal program every week? <laughs> Top of the league. Fuck you. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Do you know that we're going to be top of the league tomorrow? And the day after that. And the day after that. And the day after that. And the next few weeks after that. And Christmas and New Year's. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking World Cup, ruining it for it's everyone. Great. I'm having the best time ever. <laughs> Let's go KSA, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Can, are we allowed in the country now? Because I cheered them on over Argentina. Can we come back? Can you let us know on Twitter if we're allowed back in? As long as we drink, what is it, Bud Zero or whatever? The fact that this fucking tournament is sponsored by Budweiser or whoever the fuck it is, but you can't have alcohol in the country. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that our friends in Qatar have gone, but don't worry, Budweiser, here's your money. Yeah. Fucking A. And in fairness... Was it right, 2 million the third last tournament and then 2 billion the last one and then 28 billion this tournament? It's a lot of money. Yeah. But in fairness, other than the uh, the Denmark-Tunisia game earlier, all games have been absolutely banging in this World yeah, Cup. It's been really fun. I wonder There's what's happening... nil-nil draws now, but like... Oh, yeah. it was the Mexico game a nil-nil. Mm, I watched... I, I saw the score earlier when I was out with family stuff and I was like, oh, another nil-nil. <sighs> yeah, but, you know, what, watching Argentina... The, did you great. see the goalkeeper? Yeah, Mexican Poland was 0-0. Uh, Denmark, Tunisia was 0-0. Did you see the, go- the the KSA goalkeeper near his mate in the face? Yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> so awful. <laughs> and the fact Argentina, like, we're not going <laughs> to kick the ball. I played. This guy's clearly unconscious. We'll keep playing. Yeah. 
That's the second goalkeeper that's been knocked out this tournament, I think. Oh, uh, God, yeah, because the, um, the Iranian goalkeeper was tonked in the England game. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of uh, people being knocked out... Hold on, hold on. France also beat... Uh, do you want spoilers? Uh, France beat uh, Mexico. Uh, Australia. Australia. My home away from home due to my job, Australia. Mate, uh, Champions League winner Olivier Giroud scored two goals. Mbappe only got one. <laughs> Lampost. Fucking, fucking slacking Mbappe. <laughs> fucking Olivier Giroud. Could have won the league if it wasn't for that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Ozil's great. like, here's the ball, there's the net, put it in. And Giroud's like, Whoa! <laughs> Probably because he was like, what the fuck's Urzel doing actually playing football? Yeah, fucking it. And a, a positive spin. <laughs> to be fair, got... this is the year before he just gave up entirely. But uh, I love the fact he went to Turkey and they went to Turkey and they're like, we're paying you loads of money. Do you want to play football? What's a football? Yeah, fucking A. He wasn't even in their named squad. Yes, he's a fucking prick. Unbelievable. The amount of money we were paying him still. <laughs> they weren't paying him. It was us. 42 million. That's how much it cost to get a World Cup. Fucking A. To be fair, we spent 82 on Nicholas Pepe. That went well. <laughs> 75, 72? What whatever. you need is Nicholas Bentner. Real <laughs> He was better than Pepe. <laughs> Lord Bentner, you mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, Britt recaps the booking of the past year. You can listen to our previous Road to the Montreal podcast <laughs> on com. <laughs> Right, so Brett talks for fucking ages. This, this is this is hour two, and we take up about half an hour of this promo. Not exaggerating. No, he's almost talking for about half an hour. Well, this bit was about twenty minutes, and then Sean comes out and blah blah blah. Which is why we get what we get at the end because Brett was speaking from the heart. Uh, Mark Calloway was speaking from his again jaded views of life, but backstage probably quite pissed off. Yeah, fucking hell. So Brett's promo. This is the first time where I've gone. All right, get to the point. You know, Brett's been very, very good. Yeah. And the, the start of the promo is killer. When he's recapping every single moment in this, it's like, okay, yeah, we, we've been watching. Like, just, just get to the point, yeah? But uh, the reason why I will say I think this is important, because again, you normally get the new fans after Mania. Yep, sure. So to recap why he's pissed off is important. He does go into very much business for himself, though, because everything yeah. he said is factually accurate, but not exactly what you want to be said. This is the thing that I, I was impressed with by it, though. He's talking for like 15, 20 minutes here. He's clear. He's precise. He's correct about everything he says. He's recapping yeah. a year's worth of story here. And he doesn't miss a beat. He's been listening to our podcast, because if they could put Austin <laughs> versus Brett in the... In the uh, in the intro video, before we've even had Mania 13, mm. he can come forward and retrospectively, you know, listen to our podcast 25 years later. For a man that gets punched in the head by Psycho Sid for a living. Yeah. It's impressive. Really good for it. Very nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Brett basically explains he's been cheated out of the belt five times. Factual. Yep. Uh, Brett shits on America using pop culture references like Charles Manson, OJ Simpson. Fact. <laughs> Lovely bit of the primary that was. That was really good. Americans don't respect Brett, so Brett doesn't respect you. Respect, respect, respect. Is that when the nation came out? We are the nation. Fuck it, eh? It's an excuse that later we can be like disrespect, disrespect, disrespect. Yeah. Uh, American wrestling fans, coast to coast, can kiss my ass, Shane Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Great, beautiful promo. I know, I know, it did drag up drag a bit and he went to business but like you said every point he said was true and yeah. as a true heel every heel believes they have a gripe and a reason to be annoyed and Bret Hart nailed it in yeah. this 20 minute promo and more importantly our series about Bret and Sean so having a 30 minute Bret Hart promo before Sean Marcus even comes out yeah fucking brilliant so here comes Sean Ooh. 
mm. onto the ramp. I'm going to play some of Sean's primer here as well. John Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, who joined us last night. Let's get one thing perfectly straight. You can come out here and say whatever you want about me. Everyone does. And you don't have to explain to me or the World Wrestling Federation that you would never give up the WWF title because no one knows better than me or the WWF, that it takes a handwritten note from the Lord Almighty to get that belt from you. I have tried and tried and tried to take the high road. Now, I'm in, I am in no shape to wrestle, and I know, I know, you're tougher than me, blah, 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 the whole thing. I admit that, that's fine. I don't have to be number one, Brett. I don't obsess like you do. I do this because I like it. You do it. Because in your mind, Mark Man, you really think all of this is yours. Shawn Michaels, boy toy, I think you should go back to the dress room and just get the hell out of my face. Uh-oh. You know me, Brett. I'm not real good with authority. By the way, How'd you know I was in that girly magazine? You couldn't help. You couldn't help yourself, could you? You had to flip through the pages just a little bit. Sean shoots on Brett, not wanting to drop the strap. Ooh. The fucking irony. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what was it? Your shitty little faker or something they called him last week? Shitty little faker. Yeah. Something like that. I don't remember. Uh, Sean puts over Austin briefly, but goes straight back to shitting on Brett. Uh, like, we all know what they've got to do, but they're just determined to fucking kill each other here. Yeah. They're, they're just straight shooting. Sean goes, I do this because I like it. You do this, Mark, man, because you think all of this is yours. And Sean goes on, they booed me, but you don't see me getting all bent out of shape about it. And I'm like, um, have you been here the last six months, Sean? Because didn't you just walk out because you were getting booed? Fucking hell. Some of the promos he's cut, like where he's just shitting on the fans, even though he's meant to be a baby face and shitting on the booking publicly in the ring with Vince. And Vince is kind of laughing off like, yeah, Sean. Sean's being like, don't release the what's in that black box, Sean. <laughs> of course yeah. you can say we were. Fucking but this is a. the difference already between the two promos. Yeah. Brett is factual, granted long, but has a legit gripe. Shawn Michaels is full of shit. Yeah. And trying to get the baby face pop by shitting on Brett, but going into business also for himself. Which, in fairness, if you've had someone shitting on you for half an hour, you will shit back. Yeah. And I it'll be it. old scat fest. Yeah, but Brett's using logic and the story and everything else to shit on Sean. And Shawn Michaels is a prick. Yeah. There's one bit where Sean's going. I don't get all upset when the fans boo me and uh, some kid in the crowd just goes, you are a liar. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Really funny. Uh, Sean puts over body piercing. (laughs) Sean goes, uh, was it? uh, Was this about the the magazine? 
Oh, we were talking about, oh, how did you know I was yeah. in the Gurney You must magazine? have read it. <laughs> Couldn't help yourself and flick through the pages. Bret Hart, who Bret- doesn't read gay magazines, but it sounds like he's reading one with me in it. Bret's response to essentially being called gay was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so angry about it. Like, oh, chill out. Uh, and then Sean gives the classic, America, love it or leave it, yeah. And Sean goes, all right, boy toy. <laughs> like, they're just being pricks now. It's great. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and again, he's already <laughs> casting the uh, the US-Canada divide. Yeah. Like it or leave it. Absolutely. And that's what Sean did to all his wives. <laughs> <laughs> like they. Um, <clears throat> they go back and forth for a bit. Sean eventually turns his back on Brett. Brett goes after Sean's knee. And I'm like, oh, but his real life injury, Sean. <laughs> but he kicked his leg out from his leg. <laughs> Fucking a uh, figure four around the ring post. First time I think that's been sin on TV. I think he's done it in a couple of matches. Ah, uh, but still, maybe on TV. And I tell you what, in fairness to Shawn Michaels in this instance, he was actually selling for the whole thing, not part yeah. of it, not shitting over it. He was selling the whole thing because part of me thinks big sales. Part of me thinks when Brett kicked him, he proper fucking walloped him. Uh-huh. <laughs> How's your knee, Sean? <laughs> sure. It, it's difficult to tell with Brett because Brett's notoriously a light worker, but looks like he's hitting the shit out of people. Yeah. So I wonder. I hope he did. Laid one in, you know, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Call me gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the officials all run out, uh, but they can't pull off Brett. <laughs> gay magazine. <laughs> Speaking of which, Sid comes down. <laughs> softball <laughs> season's not on yet. It's fine. Uh, it chases off Brett and like hangs around. Hey, Brett, is that a softball bat in your trousers? Yeah. Oh, it is. Surprise, Sid's still here. I thought he left after WrestleMania. No, it's Vader. <laughs> lots of people potentially leaving or sticking well, around. Well, because that's contract time. That's like New yeah. Japan, old, old school New Japan, isn't it? Your contract's up till Mania, then you're gone yeah. afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one year thing. Yeah. yeah so uh, i mean that was a fun <laughs> but i'll tell you what like the sid the sid chasing bro brett walks around the ring climbs in sid clambers in and brett just calmly walks out yeah walks down and walks up the ramp but i can't wait to get to the next part of brett okay. and my favorite fucking fucking al snow all right so it's a non-title match of the intercontinental champion rocky Maivia versus he doesn't get an entrance. He's on every fucking show. Leave Cassidy Al Snow. How did he get a title match? How did he get booked for a title match? Probably um, upset Rocky Johnson. Well, it's a non-title match, to be fair. Doesn't matter. But he's still getting a match against the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, he shouldn't be there. Fucking A. Uh, so as we come back from the ads and the match is already underway, because, you know... No one gives a fuck about Exactly. <laughs> which is the best thing <laughs> in the world that we watch cases of, oh, we've got Rocky Maivere. Why are they in the outside of the ring already fighting when he cuts back in? Oh, because we don't give a shit. Fucking A. Here comes Brett strolling down to the ramp brett sits down at commentary to have have a chat with vince he's just shitting on vince and everything that vince is about at this point nothing in the ring like genuine they're not cutting away to the ring it's just vince jr looking awkward and then brett being very honest yeah yeah i think that's fair enough yeah so uh there's a picture in picture of sean hobbling about with his knee all i stuff and being helped out the back served it piece of shit good sell yeah, fairness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vince talks about Brett flushing away his legacy. Is this the bit? Yeah, because I love this line. Brett has a great line about his toilet being flushed for him. <laughs> and you're like, it should be so silly, but as he says it, like you're totally invested. Yeah. I'm totally in on this because now you've got Brett versus Sean, Brett versus America, Brett versus his boss. Yeah, 
Fucking A. The original Austin storyline before Steve Austin feuded with his boss. Yeah, absolutely it is. Fucking A. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair point. I hadn't thought about that. Because this is Brett and Vince, isn't it? Because Brett's in, uh, when the cage match stuff happens pre-WrestleMania, it's Vince that he kicks out of the ring and screams at to start yep. and goes on to the fans eventually in Austin because obviously he's trying to build the match. And then at WrestleMania, he kind of craps on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if the if he were to re-sign, if it would have been Brett versus Vince rather than Austin oh. versus Vince. Would it have been better? No. I don't think I don't think you can top Austin and Vince. Brett as the um, Brett is a fantastic worker. Brett can, as we've seen on this run, people who say Brett can't do a promo are wrong. Mm. But I think a Brett Vince McMahon promo feud. Anyway, we got Brett versus Vince. Yeah, with the Heart Foundation, we did. So same Austin. show, same show. Sean retires to take it. Yep. Yeah, in the second best match they had. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, definitely. First, 25 first was much better, better than 26. Right? Yeah, sure. yeah. And As then a- they're matching Saudi. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is that. We don't like to... I like to think of that as like a, like a, a silly alternative universe, the Saudi shows. Yeah, they just I, don't I, really I wish... Exist. I mean, but that just shows you, 100%, Brett, had he not had been forced to retire, Brett would have retired and not come back. Shawn Michaels, fucking sneaky snake. Sure. Taking that Saudi money. What if Brett holds onto the belt and it's Brett and Austin feuding with Vince involved? Mm, too many cooks. Yeah, it gets messy, doesn't it? Yeah. What if what if Brett puts over Sh- Brett puts over so Sean Brett goes over Sean. Yep. Brett sticks around. Brett puts over Ro- Austin at WrestleMania uh, 14. Would have put over Shamrock. Ah. I think they would have gone Shamrock Brett at 14. So he would have missed out on Austin. Yeah. Oh, that would have been terrible. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? WCW might be controlling everything right now if that happened. There would be no wrestling business. We'd have Eric Bischoff running it. No, because TNT would have folded. <laughs> yeah. There true. would be no wrestling business. But USA would have picked up WCW. They didn't have WF. They would have searched for something. Cause it's I don't know. W- but, but at the time, I suppose it was doing like a, like whatever the important ratings were at the time, like seven yeah. or eight million viewers. Do you think Bischoff could have booked the invasion better than Vince did? Yes, I think he might have. Now I'm I saying. could have booked the, the invasion better than Vince did, <laughs> even the without thing, the talent. That's the one thing Bischoff knows how to do is invasions. Have you always got those right? Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It. Yeah, maybe not. There's latter NWO stuff that's a complete fucking mess. But I mean, New Blood versus the Millionaires Club—that was a fucking great feud. Yeah. I mean, we did the Billy Kidman Hulk Hogan trilogy in the early days of the pod. For God's sake, yes, we did. <laughs> so Rocky wins the match with a top rope crossbody. Rubbish. Uh, Brett jumps in to attack Rocky. Yay! <laughs> and Rocky's dad doesn't come out and save him because he said he wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely fucking doesn't. And then Leaf Cassidy at the end, when Brett leaves, thumbs up to Brett. Why did Brett not beat the shit out of Leaf Cassidy? Just getting in the way of the camera. Leaf Cassidy. He, he was fucking camera hogging. Yeah, like, even when he Isn't was supposed to, to leave. He's a baby face. Yeah. What the fuck's he doing? He was supposed to be, and he, he was camera hogging, and he should have just walked to the back. Everybody kept turning around to do behind Brett and kept on going, I could be in the Heart Foundation too. <laughs> no, you can't. You're a piece of shit. How does Al Snow have the right to tell anyone how to do wrestling? He was a trainer on Tough Enough. Look at who he trained. Maven. That went well. Nidia. That went well. Uh, Matt Capitelli, who is obviously no longer with us. Sure. Uh, Johnny Cunt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Shaniqua. Yeah. 
who was I think was her name Linda wasn't she in uh, in Tough Enough Linda oh I don't know not Linda he didn't train Linda McMahon <laughs> she she self trained mate Ollie did a video like last week where he went uh, was it Ollie who went like oh yeah so Vince turning heel led to Shane being on TV and Stephanie being on TV and how great those things ended up being because they were good yeah uh, and Linda was also there but she didn't matter and I was like how dare you sir <laughs> Linda, Linda was an integral part of the uh, uh, McMahon in every corner at Wrestlemania 16 biggest Wrestlemania pop ever yeah zombie kicking, Linda yeah zombie Linda stepping up absolutely kicking Vince in the, the ghoulies <laughs> ah <laughs> oh, fucking a so uh we come back from uh ads after this whole brett R. al snow bullshit on the ramp for some reason uh ahmed is uh getting the job entrance not because, getting one yeah good for your main <laughs> of the evening of savio vega with clarence mason he is here crush uh jc wolf icd d-lo brown 10 other jobbers and a few other people versus oh, i forgot to say it versus ahmed johnson sorry but where's farouk and on yeah how many cues he's in the hospital with a punctured lung work smart farouk definitely not ahmed johnson injuring him at wrestlemania <sighs> which leads to farouk eventually returning to get some justice so getting some proper sid justice on ahmed johnson so the thing we've been like waiting for this entire time this was the uh, step one basically yep of Ahmed injures Farouk at WrestleMania, which has happened, and we've just got to hope that pre-Montreal, Farouk comes back to beat the ever-loving shit out of uh, Ahmed Johnson. Because apparently it's going to happen. But at least he sends in Savio, yeah. Los Bariquas Vega. At least Savio's got Nation of Domination gear now. Yeah. Like, going in in your Bariquas, just like, nah. <laughs> this is not the gimmick, dude. Crush still hasn't signed up properly. Crush yeah. is still like a hobo who's just joined and confused. Looks like a racist biker in yeah. a black power group. It's He's like... basically pretending to be from the, still with his mates from the Disciples of Apocalypse. <laughs> what are the Harris brothers doing? I'll dress dress like them. Yeah, That'll sure. do. All about the black power, those guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All about the Jack Bauer, those yeah, guys. Fucking A. Uh, Nation of Domination stay on top of the ramp for some reason uh, JR suggests it's because Ahmed Johnson has a plank of wood in this corner he is a bit of a plank uh, fucking A RF used to call it what's it 2 by 4 Americans call it he's got a 2 by 4 he's got an American flag it's a plank of wood <clears throat> yeah and also <laughs> USA USA I mean it's it's a it's a fucking cuboid <laughs> it's a cuboid yes that is correct <laughs> are we just getting really like I don't know, intellectual about this. We're being really Bret Hart now. <laughs> Fucking American. <laughs> uh, we, off- we're our podcast really popular in Canada. <laughs> Ahmed off the top with a front flip, essentially sitting on Savio Vega's chest with all of his weight. Ow. He's a big boy to be He's catching. He's like. very hurty. Fucking A. That's why Farouk's in the hospital. Which leads to a 10 minute sleeper spot by Savio Vega. Because he's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the main event. Uh, Crush drags in. Um, what's this? Oh yeah, Crush drags Savio out the ring, and the ref calls for the bell. It's his own man. DQ. He thought he was being racist because he's a racist biker. Why is he attacking this man from Puerto Rico? Yeah, maybe so. Like I didn't think we were doing disqualifications, and on this show, just knocking him out of the park, slightest interference. Oh, disqualification. Well, you know, VAR. What are the rules? Uh, it's not much to talk about here <laughs> post match because that is the end of the match the ref disqualifies him uh, for dragging his own friend out of the ring uh, Ahmed in the ring very winded cuts a promo he goes Farouk ain't here I wonder why and I'm like you're an unsafe twat Ahmed that's why 
Uh, Farouk pitches. Uh, what am I saying? F- oh, Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed pitches. So he's like, this has to end. Yeah. Because it really has to end now. And he said, if I beat one of you guys, you have to disband and leave WWF. And then on commentary, JR gets it really wrong and said, loser leaves WWE. <laughs> sure. I mean, it is a loser leaves town match, kind of. Yeah. But like for the whole of the Nation of Domination or Ahmed, basically. Yeah, but I don't think Ahmed is on the line. I don't think his career is on the line because how he said it, if I can beat one of you, you guys have to disband. And the Nation Domination go, no, you're right. (laughs) And walk away. (coughs) I swear Ahmed goes back afterwards and goes, and if I lose, then I'll bugger off whatever. I mean, it's so memorable. Yeah. So memorable that I watched it yesterday and I can't even remember his (laughs) promo. (laughs) Anyway, Ahmed walks to the back. As he's walking up the ramp, he drops his plank of wood and goes, oh, fuck. And has to crawl back to go get it, like, shamefully. Like, yep, you're very bad at your job. Good job. What man can't carry a fucking plank of wood? He's not a real man. That's why. He's a shark. Yeah. He hates equal rights as well. So glad I found that earthquake toy when I was in a Bromley. The Canadian flag. Yeah. I don't even remember him wearing a Canadian flag on his gear. Brett fan. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's not that he's Canadian. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> I don't ever recall seeing him with a Canadian flag, though. No, I've had sharks and earthquakes and all sorts. I don't think I've ever seen him with a Canadian flag. No. It's weird. Maybe they just didn't have the rights or something. I don't know. That was a legit WWE toy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Why? Why didn't wasn't he? Why wasn't he earthquake? Because he was a shark. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Paul Bearer is backstage. Hang on, I thought he'd gone. <laughs> Uncle Paul's disappeared, right? So Paul Bearer is backstage in the Raw promo set, kind of, as Vince is going, oh, we wasn't here from Paul Bearer or something. Uh, we come back from ads. <laughs> Here's the new WF champion, The Undertaker. He does his full entrance with the belt and everything. Big baby face pop, really over. Even though his matches have been fucking terrible, unless Sean's in the match with him. Well, you know, anyone's going to have a bad match with Sid. Uh, well, I say that. Brett and Sean did all right. Yeah, but they're not in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, fucking A. Uh, Vince interviews Taker in the ring. <laughs> Talks about Sid and Mankind, who's the number one contender, who's got a great record against Taker. They'll both get their shots. Paul Bearer walks down to the ring with a ramp on the ramp with a mic in his hand cutting some sort of promo and before he even really gets to cut the promo they're like oh here's mankind on the titantron to start to cut his promo so long everybody (laughs) we're out there it was such a fucking shit end wcw full wcw we've booked ourselves into a hole we've got no time just get everyone else in the show Oh, it's so bad. And this and this was before they had like they had the power over USA to go, we're gonna have a ten minute overrun, guys, because we yeah. do you a decent rating. It was a case Absolutely. of you're off the air in ten, nine, eight, quick get man going up on the screen. <laughs> Six, <laughs> five, four, we're out of here. Zoom. And that's the end of the episode. It's so fun. you can hear the panic. Vince and JR are going, oh, but we've got we've got no time left. We're gonna have to go. <laughs> like legitimately. Yeah. Like they've forgotten to press the the what's it called, the cough button or something. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and they're just talking to the camera and they're like, we've got to go. All right, bye. There's no story told here. It's just Paul Bearer kind of go, as Undertaker standing there, and Foley's on the screen. Well, Foley's found him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be the beginning of the Kane stuff. 
Yeah, but it's not. This no. was supposed to set up <laughs> Mick Foley versus Undertaker, and we we are none the wise. But hey, makes me wonder what they were going to say. I'm going to tune in next week. <laughs> I mean, Although we're not, because we're not doing that next week, so are we? Are we not? Is that not on the schedule? I don't I think so. We'll have to check. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But this Fuck. is this is the pitfall though <laughs> yeah. of having the Brett and Sean segment go so long. Yeah. And Taker's entrance as well. It's very long. Of course, Undertaker's entrance goes so long. They could have done Undertaker backstage. They could have filmed something. But I guess, like I said, Brett shouldn't have gone a half hour. And I wonder if the DQ is the case of um, we were going to go to like an ad break when Crush pulled out Savio and Vince was like, call the DQ, ring the bell. Getting in practice for Montreal. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And that's probably why Ahmed was flustered and dropped his two by four. Nothing to do, he's an incompetent prick. <laughs> but the story, the story of Brett and Sean, this yeah. is a really significant turn because obviously Sean's back. He returned at Mania. He's back. Brett has called mm-hmm. him out and articulated his whole disgruntled nature of WWF for the last year in a 25-minute, half-hour promo. And then Sean has been a prick. Yeah. And even when he was being a prick, like in modern day, people are like, oh, and ah, the fans are like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. It was, it went beyond entertainment and two people personally attacking each other. Yeah. Which is quite fun. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It's really heating up and knowing where it goes, like you can see the logical steps of someone should probably step in and have a conversation with these two and be like, it's an entertainment show. We're having fun. But Vince We're having fun. <laughs> you know what? That's what wrestling's meant to be. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Vince ain't that guy. No. Vince is going to stir the pot and stir the pot and stir the pot. And Vince is totally responsible for what happens. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. But on the subject of timing, yeah. whoever timed that show should have just gone, right, Rock and Al Snow, don't fucking bother going out. Fuck it. We man. haven't advertised your match. You've already had a promo, yeah. Rock. We don't need you. Brett's already done his thing. He's over. The character's established. We yeah. don't need him to beat up Rocky here. Normally gives a shit. About yeah. Rocky. What does he need to do to come out? Yeah. And if we were going to do it, come out during the nation match, cause havoc, get pulled to bat by the refs, and then you can have Ahmed Johnson do his thing. Sure. Probably yeah. a bit clusterfucky, but if you want, you're hell bent on getting it all in. Yeah. But. Oh, this is such a shit end. And that's, uh, that's the problem because from a Brett and Sean standpoint, it's four cornflakes. The first hour of the show is three cornflakes. But the fact you go off the air with your main event segment being Undertaker walking to the ring, Paul Bearer warbling, and Mankind going, I've got... And that's it. Yep. It's... Absolutely. It hindered the overall cornflake rating of this to me to probably a three cornflake i think it's a three um it's weird in that wrestlemania was so bad but has that one classic match yeah which is was not as good as i remembered it being but was still very good yeah this had much- you're talking about undertaker sid right of course yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Brett Austin, obviously. Uh, like this this raw had the narrative that's been missing it has good tag logic it has uh young baby faces getting over yeah. it has you know really established personal attacks to yeah. sean and brett and like a bit of physical progression with sean and brett which we haven't had for a long time now as well it's been played off as legitimate even though we don't believe it was but i think some people in the industry believed it would have been at yeah. the time especially the fans so to have brett physically attack sean like this is great because it means that we're finally getting back to where we yeah, want to be. we're getting our Mania 13 main event. Exactly. 
and it also has the f- the, the most that I've laughed during a match in a very long time with that AAA match. I couldn't stop laughing at how bad it, it was. It was incredible. Every time I'm like going, okay, like it's Lucha, they would fuck something up and it was like, yeah, this is great. And so like, it's very close to being a four just because my personal preference. And that ending's unforgivable. Yeah. The amount WCWF mock WCW for doing shit like this. Yeah. You've and done we've, it as well. We've seen, yeah, we've seen it on this, on the, on this run of shows. Or yeah. we'll deliver everything. Or maybe that's the problem. We'll deliver everything we promised. And maybe because they promised all of these things. They promised The Undertaker in the main event at the start of the show. Yeah. They had to deliver it. But yeah, it's a three cornflake for me. But oh, it's getting spicy now. The Brett Sean stuff is like, oh, thank God we're back here. And they're attacking yeah. each other personally and physically and everything else. Because I worried how long it would take to get there. We're the night after WrestleMania. What yeah, we were, we're, we're there. Yeah, straight away. And so like, oh God, these next few weeks of personal attacks are going to be fucking brilliant. But yeah. Um, uh, quick question. Uh, <laughs> we're in a situation where Taker is super over babyface champion. His promo is fucking shit, by the way. Yeah. Um, how the hell do we get to a place where Brett's got the belt and he's leaving? I think I remember how we get here, but... I'm going to be interested to see it play out, see if it's how I remember it. At the moment, what twat is going to give Brett the belt again, knowing that he's going to be leaving after being this heel character? First name Vince, second name McMahon. Knowing in his contract that he's got, the last 30 days I leave, I get creative control. And it's going, "Eh, don't worry about that. (laughs) It's just so (laughs) stupid. Like, I just wanted to bring it up because it seems so logical that Taker now holds the belt for six months. Yeah. And then probably Sean takes it off Taker. Maybe Foley, if you want to do something different. Then swap it into whoever's going to be the main event of WrestleMania 14. Well, because you've got to give Vince McMahon's unknown son the the belt. And he's not... And Taker's... Oh, Sean? Yeah. So okay. he's got to get it off Taker, and he's not going to let Sean beat Taker. Yeah. So it's got to be somehow heel Brett against face Taker. Right. To There's get the belt onto Sean. so many options. Oh, yeah. Kenny. Sid, Kenny, Foley, like you flash can get it to wherever. Yeah. Leave <laughs> Cassidy will be around. <laughs> no, not leave fucking hell. But it's just like Vince knows clearly knows at this point he doesn't want Brett around. Yeah, Brett ain't his guy. He, he's clearly burying Brett when he gets every opportunity yeah. to. Um, like all those bits on commentary where every time he's backing Sean and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. for months now. It just seems such a stupid place to get to where you have to put the belt back on Brett. But like, as we've seen the last couple of times, especially when they're panicking pre-WrestleMania with Sean not being able to carry the belt, when Vince panics, he relies on Brett. Yeah. And I just feel like this is where we're going now. And I'm very interested to see if that is how it happens. I'm excited. Yeah. And this is much better than what May- what we had for Mania on the last episode. Fucking hell. I'm Mania excited again. Fucking awesome. sucked, man. It was really, really bad. <laughs> sure. uh, where can people find you and your work on the socials? Find me at Fanboy Rich and obviously on WrestleTalk, Parts for Now, WrestleTalk Podcast, all that fun jazz. No, Ross Bart, I work there as well now. I do lots of stuff. Very nice. How about yourself? Oh, you can watch myself and fight. I'm allowed to say as Yay! well. Yay! I edit like 1PW and NGW and all sorts. So go watch that. Hooray for me. The only person I know who's ever made money out of British wrestling. Hey, let's go. <laughs> You've got a new Twitter handle. I do. I I'm, love it. I'm at Bearded Lucha yeah, on boy. Twitter. You can still find me at the Tex Williams on Facebook, but I don't know how long I'll keep that knocking around for because, cool. you know, minus self-indulgence of a, a wrestling profile where you don't really wrestle. Sure. I mean, in terms of like social media right now, they're all owned by twats. 
Yeah. So it's very difficult to find one that I actually like. Don't worry, you'll be able to find our Mastodon handle at some point. Mastodon, fantastic band, terrible social media site. Uh, really? I cannot wait to start our re- reboot our MySpace page. <laughs> I was thinking about TikTok. Just like putting text on TikTok. <laughs> like, I mean, you can. Disobeying you, the rules? You can. I'm a 39 year old man. I can't have a TikTok profile. <laughs> the people don't even use Instagram anymore. The What's world it? is changing. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not really that good at Instagram. I don't take enough photographs that people are interested in. Exactly. Maybe we just give up on social media entirely. Like, have just a blog. <laughs> like, a text blog. We'll just Here's my WordPress account. <laughs> <laughs> we'll annotate the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Mate, thank you so, so much for these Beverly Brothers cards. Like, genuinely. Best oh, mate, I'm so glad you're happy with them. Like, you've given me some really amazing stuff over the years and stuff. That fucking hell man that like that touched my inner child just like jerry lawler <laughs> <laughs> and we can't bet that so we're out of here uh, bye everyone love you bye the louder you guys are the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you talk. Wait just a minute. Get, get, another get, day. get it, get Money talk. Oh! And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. This is bullshit. Phony little faker. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry